Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 61. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. If you sign up for the free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they'll give us a little something in return. Help us out, won't you? Our guest is comedian and writer Edward Salazar. Ed is the warm-up comedian on The Meltdown with Jonah and Kamail on Comedy Central. And he's worked production on many TV shows like Mad TV. Kitty, Ed, and I talked about crime TV, female protagonists, Star Wars, stand-up comedy, homophobia, and feminism. I know how bathtub technology works. Here's episode 61 of the Something Something Experience. I, you know, I kind of like the sound of people eating on a podcast. I know that's weird. <laughs> you should listen to our first episode then. It took place in a restaurant. <laughs> I was going to say, what about the sound of people drinking? Oh yeah, well, that was that a couple week, couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's MSS, MSR, is that what that's called? The, the whisper? Like, there's people on YouTube that just do this weird, kind of very saliva-y, like, like that and they talk really low and people are addicted to it. It's really relaxing. Weird. Hmm. Some people, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe um, Jeff Bridges could employ that for his next sleep sound. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I wound up with two copies of that at Podfest because I recorded congratulations in the, pod, in, the pod, in the podcasting studio or uh, uh, basically it was a conference room where they had mm-hmm. it was the podcasting lab at, at LA Podfest. <laughs> I wound up recording in there and everybody who came to record in there got like. The, the vinyl of Jeff Jeff uh, that's uh, kind of Bridges awesome. sleep out and it's like gold I got two copies I wanted to go with two copies of it you on should vinyl. sell it I'm thinking about you doing should sell one of yeah, them yeah. like I mean display the other yeah display yeah. the other next that's pretty uh, great the bed you know so it's like there's <sighs> a lot of vinyl heads who would just have it just to have it have it just to have yeah. it and yeah. then also Lebowski fans like sure sure just like, sure, ah. sure sure you should, yeah. like, when Lebowski Fest comes back around, you should post it. Because wasn't, yeah, I think Audible, I think because it was Audible who yeah. did the album. So, yeah, on an Audible spot, uh, po- uh, sponsored the podcasting lab at well, Podfest. we're sponsored by Audible now. Yes, we're we? sponsored by Audible.com. Yes, audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Yeah. Are we, are we free trial. Right oh, yeah, we're going. We're going. Okay, cool. There's we're no, like, uh, no we're official. We're, like, legit now. We have a sponsor. Yeah, you know what? And I just signed up for Amazon, too. So oh. we're going to have an Amazon thing where you go to Amazon. Oh, where you can click on yeah. Amazon. Something2xp slash Amazon, and then... We're totally change, fancy now. That doesn't change any of the prices of the things that you're shopping for. You, no. But money doesn't kick back. Right, right, yeah. If, if people use our URL, then we yeah. get a little kickback here and yeah. there. And it, but it can't be family. It can't be like anybody you live with, so... Right, right, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, perhaps... So, um, Ed, welcome. How you a doing? a shame, because I live I live with 30 people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing good. It's, it's but how do you live with 30 people, though? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, comedian. a boarding, yeah, boarding house. Jokes are going to happen, so. Mm. I would have, I, I, you know, I definitely had times in my life where I lived with a lot of people. Yeah. Where you're like, we're like, this couch is my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Bringing a girl. <laughs> bringing, you know, like, oh, a girl's coming back to my apartment. I better make sure the closet that I live in is picked up. There was actually a guy when I was living in school who was living in a friend's closet because they were renting an apartment in Orange County. So the master bedroom was just ridiculous. Uh, so did he have, like, an, like an inversion table or something and go in there and just, you know, sleep he, like a- he lived in the walk-in closet. He literally oh, lived yeah. in there. Uh, There's walk-in closets, though, in Orange County. I, I don't yeah. know. 
how many of you have ever lived in Orange County? But in Orange County, you grew up in Orange County. There, there are walk-in <laughs> closets that are the size of a studio in yeah. LA. It's so crazy. Yeah. Like you, and you, and then when people show, I, I did a reality TV show. It wasn't in Orange County, but it was like. <laughs> Though the closet had a bathroom in it. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, this is literally funny. a water closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she like, I, but, and then you get in the closet, you're like, oh, I understand that you, like, when you're going through all of your boots, you probably do have to piss eventually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. You've tried on, you've, it's three in the morning. You've tried on three pairs of boots for tomorrow's, whatever, tomorrow's event. There's a, it's there's a Starbucks. There's a, <laughs> in the closet. Yeah. yeah. Well, the place I'm freelancing at, um, they have an in-house coffee bar and a barista. Whoa. So, yeah, mm-hmm. like from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., you can get lattes and stuff like that. They that's, just have that's a, a barista. Cage. That's a gilded cage right there. They're like, it is. That's basically like, would you, that's like, how, giving the Rolling Stones cocaine so we can do bigger shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially for the creative team, too. It's like, yeah. just have all the coffee you want. Yeah. Just, here you go. Yeah, all of yeah. it. You have it. Have it. <laughs> produce. Produce. Like, yeah. All right. This guy, he's got three arms, all right, and a wing. <laughs> One wing, not no, two. Stay with me. Stay, stay with me. me. This is the same This is the same But he's got a twin who's got another wing. Dude, dude, dude. They have to fly together. Mexico. We're going to Mexico. All of our company went to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Too much latte, too much espresso. (laughs) That's how there are so many mute. I feel like that's how, like, the the era of, like, you're wearing an X-Man patch. I feel like the era of X-Men that I grew up with, like, that's, I feel like it was when comic books started getting a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. But it was pre-movies, but it was when they were they were, sure. they were doing like all the crossovers and stuff and making more money. It's like maybe they were getting into some drugs because like mutants were just they're like billions of mutants. Yeah, like yeah. and their powers were just like really specific and weird. Sometimes, well, like Grant Morrison did um, a couple comics where it was like all the mutants with like the non-useful powers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I turn into a gelatinous blob. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like. How is that going to help anyone? Yeah, yeah. Like you're still at the Xavier School, but it's like you're on the D but, team. But to be <laughs> to be fair, I've turned into a gelatinous blob before. <laughs> you can ask some of my ex girlfriends. It's <laughs> 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 just like a cloud of. Mal- yeah. And now I have the ability to send malaise everywhere. Yeah, there you, well, go. Like, you lift with a uh, Kumel, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be the best thing to tell him. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally, I do exercise, but uh, mm. Kumel does his own thing. Like he's, uh, you know, he's he's ridiculously ripped. Like oh, kind of. Crazy. Uh, yeah, he got. I think that being on TV makes you immediately go like that's like <laughs> Jonah got in shape too when yeah, he started every, getting yeah, on TV yeah, it's too. Like you, so. Everyone loses weight because you're like you you look terrible on TV if you don't right any bit especially now with like HD mm-hmm. you just look awful if you don't yeah. like have perfect skin and really thin and and I think the skin thing's another thing like everyone I know who's on TV. Because you go to the makeup person, you're like, mm-hmm. you'll be on set, and you're like, okay, like, what's the secret? What should I do? And they'll be like, put an Aztec mud mask on. 
Mascot. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. Well, in the old days, the TV would add fifteen pounds. Now it adds fifteen pounds in eczema yeah, and yeah. a slight limp. You know, so you really gotta. <laughs> I remember they did this thing where it's like people who who look terrible on TV. I mean, I think like you're like, oh, why did Jay Leno host Tonight Show for so long was successful? His face was like marble. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's beautiful skin. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like an Easter Island head talking to you. <laughs> very, very relaxing. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty crazy on the Crazy on the side, man. I was on what is it? Yeah, it's a cruise ship, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm sure. I wonder. I always have had this like thought of like him going back and just. Looking back at his old Jay Leno, I wish O.J. Simpson jokes and yeah. be like, "We gave this guy murder someone again." Yeah. So I can yeah. use these. So but good. like, how weird is it that we're so jaded that when we see him driving around Burbank in like a car from the 1930s, it's like, "Oh, it must There's, be Tuesday." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's he's so got a TV a show deal. about his cars now. Yeah, it's called yeah, Leno's yeah. Garage or something like Dude, that. Dude, my dad loves that show. Oh yeah, I'm, my yeah. friend he's like the target works on demographic. It. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Sam, who's a very funny comic, works on it, and mm-hmm. I, I've really never heard about Jay is. Very nice, and, and honestly, I know this comic, Kevin Kataoka, who's a little older than us, and uh, he grew up in San Francisco and grew up going to the Punchline in San Francisco. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he said the two comics that the two best sets he's ever seen in his life are Jay Leno and Bill Hicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, that's and it. it's and ironic that Bill Hicks used to shit on Jay Leno after he started doing the Tonight Show well, yeah. and, and Doritos ads. But and they stuff. were friends. They were for very a long friends time. for a long time. And like, time. if you go back and look at Jay sure. Leno's old sure. stuff, like he was very angry, you know, like person. He's like, yeah. you know, he would be the kind of person that would be if he was around and it was the young Jay Leno. I think he'd be very. He'd watch like making of a murderer and go like this is a poor person and I'm he grew up very poor and mm-hmm, like why mm-hmm. yeah you know these these these, yeah. these lawyers they got you the way you know like kind yeah, of thing yeah. like, and but now there's he's just so dead. much like poverty porn out right now and I feel like there's more of it like in the last couple of years like yeah. did you guys see that video where it's like we're gonna make poor kids choose between a present for themselves and a present for their parents and I'm like this is gross gross yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah th- it is I mean, it's like one step away from bum fights all over again. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Making of a murderer is a little bit like bum fights. But I, <laughs> I, I think that the, it's, I, we're just kind of, I think we're two episodes away from being done with it. If no one's watched, it's on Netflix. It's a docuseries. It's very similar to like Serial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it follows one case. And this guy, what's weird is like Radio Lab had talked about the woman who, initially this guy was convicted of a rape and assault. And then, and he actually spent time in jail. Eighteen mm-hmm. years in oh jail. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, and the police and his county ignored the DNA evidence as because he got convicted, and then as DNA evolved, like by the time he was in prison, still in prison, like DNA evidence was good enough to where you could take someone's pubic hair and exonerate them. Sure, sure. And the police ignored, did it would refuse to kind of like go back. And the guy who was actually the person who did the original rape and assault. Um, was still out there. Was still out there, and then like almost murdered a woman and stuff. Mm. And so, mm. and but then he gets out and he sues the county uh, for thirty six million dollars, and then he is then c- accused of another murder. And it's like, and whether or not he did that other murder, the whole thing is like done. Re- the, it's one of those things where the cops are like, "We think he did it, so we're going to nudge it a little." Yeah, bit. yeah. I just think but it's that amazing lot, that though. like. Yeah. He got one convicted of rape and two had to do time because 15 out of 16 rapists will never spend a goddamn day in jail. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it sucks that this guy was innocent, right. but like, it's like, oh my God, like somebody accused of rape actually got punished for it. Well, and that's the thing is that you're like, 
this well, what's I mean, and and to your point, like in reality, the guy who did it didn't get punished for it. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. right, right, right. So so it's like oh, even when they finally got, and the only reason he got punished for it was because he his cousin was married to a sheriff, and they got in a f- argument, and the sheriff was going didn't like him, him, yeah, and kind of right. railroaded him. Yeah. Um, well, they thought, oh, he's a dirt. Like, there's a really great book by David Simon, who is the person who did the wire. Is this supposed to be this? Wire? Can we talk this extraneously? I don't. Of know. Of course, but, yeah. It's it's yeah. whatever. But, uh, Podcast about everything. It's <laughs> I. Uh, I highly recommend everyone reading it. It's a homicide, a year of life on the killing streets. It's basically every everyone we know will talk about the wire and how great it is. Mm-hmm. This is David Simon, who created the wire, was embedded with the. Baltimore Sun for years, and that's why the wire is so authentic. That right. feeling mm-hmm. is because he was in the police department in the homicide division, and this book is about that. And a lot of the stuff from the wires in that book, a lot of the elements. But there's one section which is all about police interrogation, and it's so insane. Like they would hook. This is back in the '80s, uh, and this is in poor neighborhoods in Baltimore. So they mm-hmm. bring, you know, a person who they thought killed someone. And what they would do is they put two documents in a printer, and they would say, the first document would be, say, true on it, and the second document would say false. So they'd be like, this is a lie detector. And they'd hook them up to wires that hooked up to the copier machine, mm. and they'd go like, your name is blah, 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 and the kid would say, yes. And they'd hit print, and true would print out. Uh. And then they'd go, did you murder this person? And the person would go, no. And then they'd hit print again, and then the second one would copy. And it would say false. Fuck. And they'd be like, wow. you failed this lie detector <laughs> test. Tell us the truth. Oh, wow. wow. And then at that point, you're, you're, you don't have any, le- you're not, you don't know you're supposed to demand legal counsel. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're like, well, if you tell us now, we can help you. Cops yeah, always say they help right, right, right. you. And plea deals. Yeah. Like, Which cops can't offer plea deals? Like, mm-hmm. that's something you should know, like, 100%. Like, a, a police officer. Only the DA can do yeah, that. Yeah. The police officer has no way, can in no way help or hurt your case. Like, mm-hmm. police have almost no involvement except for as witnesses. Yeah. So, uh, well, like, the only information you have to give them is what's on your driver's license, yeah. like your name and address, yeah. you know? After that, just keep saying, like, I want to speak to a lawyer, I want a lawyer. Yeah. And and I think that's a problem. I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a huge problem because the problem is that if you don't know, if you're one of the people in this show is, like, a 16-year-old kid who has a 73 mm-hmm. IQ. He's my yeah. basically retarded yeah. child who's poor and uneducated. Well, he has so much like stacked against him, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Like mm-hmm. he's not the smartest. He's, you know, in poverty and it sounds like systemic poverty at yeah. that too. Yeah. Like I'm assuming his family doesn't have a lot of resources to help him, you know. No, no. And so so that's the thing is that I think that they're that that's the shift that has to occur is that like if you're going to be questioned by the cops that it's not optional that someone is there to, to right, be here. Right, 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 right. Like, it should it's, be mandatory. It's interesting. Is like, uh, I'm, if you've seen... We just watched... My girlfriend and I just watched um, The Fall, the first two seasons of The Fall, right. and, the, and the first two seasons of um, David, the David Simon one, Murder Mystery. It's David Simon and... Not David Simon, David Tennant. Oh, oh, Broadchurch. 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 So, and it's, like, so weird how England views their justice system. Oh, yeah. Like, our justice system is, like, seems, like, 
we got to get the bad guy. Let's get him. And then they're like, well, we have to be really nice. To the, we have to like make sure no one gets screwed. Right. You we know, have like, to make sure we have the right, right amount of evidence yeah, before like, we go around convicting people or yeah, throwing see. people in prison. Well, but they don't have a for-profit prison system that where they yeah. get where they get kickbacks from the state oh, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. you know from mm-hmm. from federal and state funding for the number of people that the inmates right. that they have. Well, so and what's gross is a lot of um, these lobbyists who are pushing for harder punishments and three strikes laws in states that have for-profit prisons because the prisons have like a financial incentive mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. fill yeah, beds. To keep people in, yeah. So that's cool, you know, and so I've been doing that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But enough about Mad TV. (laughs) Enough about, like, murder and stuff. Uh, It is weird. I I was listening to the last podcast, and it is uh, weird. Like, this is a weird thing you were saying, like, where criminal justice system stuff is sort of... Our pop culture is, is like intellectual sports in a way. Yeah. I think serial, but you saw that, but like even like Law and Order and yeah. stuff like yeah. that, where it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like Law and Order is almost ghoulish with how they would just take the corpse of a real case and be like, you would see something terrible and you're like, oh, well, how long is this going to take right. to be in a Law and Order episode? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, there's another podcast, um, it's an offshoot of. Uh, who books it? Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's a uh, based. It's one of those Pacific Northwest stories. It's um, uh, it's called Tannis, and it's made by the people who also make um, uh, Black Tapes podcast. Okay, and but Tannis borrows from real life stories a oh. bit, a little bit, and some of the, like like they talked about somebody in and it's fictional but yeah. they borrow from real stuff like there was that story about that woman who went to the hotel down in LA and wound up like they found her in the water tank oh yeah yeah right. yeah so American they talk- Horror Story is based on that hotel the right. Cecil and they yeah, talked yeah. about her and that supposedly one of the fictional characters in this was a friend of hers and yeah, last yeah. seen with her or something like that and I'm like Dude, the did elevator cl- footage did, of her is creepy. I know, like, but it's like, did they did they footage. clear that with that woman's family to bring her as part of an element yeah, in this yeah. fictional podcast? And maybe it just makes me scratch my head about how far they, you know, they might go for entertainment purposes and stuff. Yeah, it is like a point where you have to go, like, well, is this just, what are we doing? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. sort yeah. of horrific. But. Well, but true crime, the kind of real detective true crime stuff has always been a thing. Those magazines, pulp magazines and yeah. stuff going well, way back. On the positive side, one thing I do want to say for Law & Order SVU is we have studies that show that it's changing people's attitudes about rape and rape victims Mm -hmm, in a positive mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm, you know? It's getting people to stop, like, victim-blaming, start taking accusations seriously. So, like, that's good. It is is oddly, like, one of the interesting things about that show is that it's the one thing that that like Malone, uh, who's that? God damn, I'm so bad with Chris uh, Maloney. Chris Maloney, yeah. Um, Chris Maloney, it's like, and and Ice T, like their characters are written. Ice T, by the way, who used to be oh. a pimp, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is now a cop who like. If you heard a woman, like, they just go off, like, yeah. on that show. Oh, yeah. Which I think partly is also that a lot of the audience for that show is female. I agree. You know, yeah, like, yeah. so that's part of it. But, like, it is interesting that, like, that that is kind of where we are right now. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I what's, what's interesting, I, I tweeted about this the other day, was, like, and you guys talked about how there's so many female, there's kind of like a been a, a lot of female heroes this mm-hmm. year. It was interesting to what I noticed and what was interesting to me is like I think we've always had at least some sort of symbolic female heroes out there, 
But, and, and maybe not in equal proportion, but what, what's really interesting is that the villains are almost all, like, men's right activists. Like, you watch mm-hmm. The Fall, and, and that yeah. dude, it, yeah. The Fall is this really great and show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you, where you follow both the, uh, the, the detective and the killer, and they're, and then you see, like, Jessica Jones, and David Tennant's character, totally, and you see, totally. I mean, like, uh, and and you see these shows where it's like, oh, these guys are just well, even like in Morton Joe and the War Boys in yeah. Uh, yeah. Mad Max, yeah. that's yeah, like yeah. MRA bro yeah, those, culture yeah, yeah, turned yeah. up to eleven. Yeah. You know? yeah, they're just like, yeah, it's like this. So it's such an interesting thing where not only, it's not just that the women are heroes because we've had Wonder Woman before, we've had She Hulk before, we've had. Uh, you know, Metroid has Metroid. Thing. I was yeah. just talking to my kid about <laughs> yeah. that. There's a up in the Valencia Mall. There's now a vintage gaming store, and it's all old game systems and game mm-hmm. and game cartridges. You can buy all that stuff. It's in the mall, and we were there. And I was thinking about, and I was telling him about like, and I looked and I saw a Metroid shirt, and it had like several different iterations of Metroid on one yeah. TV on one T-shirt. And I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's interesting. The, the, the you know the whole thing with so many people being against female characters in video games, and Metroid is one of the most beloved video oh, yeah. games of yeah. all time. And it's a female character. The main yeah. character, the main person, is female. And also, it was like such a cool moment when that you were yeah. like, "Oh my god!" The yeah. whole time I yeah. was playing a yeah. female character, like it, or Laura Croft, or but, but yeah, you know, it's yeah. a little different because of the kind of the sexist yeah. angle well, of like all that. Yeah, like with Laura Croft, you know, she was like a fantasy, and she was a right. sex right. sex object. Like, yeah, she was. You know, shooting guns and everything, but like, look at the way they dress her. Look at the way she's designed. You, like, you don't fight villains in hot pants and <laughs> <laughs> leggings, maybe. Yeah, you know, but that's for increased mobility. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Danny giggling over there. <laughs> no, never, never do they wear activewear. I've never seen Wonder Woman in a sports bra. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Well, I mean. Although you know, it could be a, ma- a magical garment that it's, just yeah. kind of holds them in place, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whoever. I mean, like, I mean, she's basically just like some guy was into S and M and and like came up with her. Like, there's definitely like so like she's got a whip and a lasso Actually, of truth. And I like, was reading an article that um, proposes the theory that uh, the whole like you know Aphrodite's law, like when she's tied up, she loses her powers, isn't based on S and M, but it's based on the suffragette propaganda at the time uh, because a lot of those images were women breaking free of chains or mm, they were tied mm-hmm. up and like getting out of ropes and stuff. So like, given the history historical context of when Wonder Woman is created, like, it could be he was just playing on, like, all of that suffragette, like, propaganda. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, just kind of, like, reverse engineering it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's something fetishistic about how they designed her, though, like, to me. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it, and it is kind of funny, like, I loved the, uh, I love the, uh, Hawkeye tumbler that someone did. Oh, like, yeah, the Hawkeye Project. The Hawkeye Project <laughs> is really great if anyone has not seen that, which is, like, basically you, you take how female superheroes are posed and then you just draw Hawkeye in that same pose. Yeah. And it's so yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, so much booty. So, so much yeah. booty. So much booty. <laughs> it's kind I mean, like, you know, like, it's very sexy. I don't know why they don't make Hawkeye poses. I know, right? Like, he should. Off, like, like a, like a I mean, Ren- Renner could totally pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see Captain America... 
doing those poses, but you know, that's just me. Or Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Where we creep on the Chris's. Yeah. Creeping on the Chris's. Chris Pine, Chris. Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Yeah, all um, the Chris's. All the Chris's. It's Christmas. (laughs) Christmas, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a weird thing. I think, like, and I, like, my friend called me and he's like, hey, do you know where I can get any Wonder Woman action figures? And I was like, oh, why? And he's like, my daughter likes comic books and she's, you know, a comic book hero and you can't mm-hmm. find them. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I think that's the other, we're talking about sort of. Well, like the um, collection at Target for mm-hmm. Star Wars, they have some random stormtrooper instead of Rey, who, yeah. you they, know, they actually correct, main they character. Actually, there's actually a second set from Target that you can buy that's also the one with Rey and, and Finn and all that. Too. Okay. So yeah. Well, they, I know what I'm doing it. after the podcast. Yeah, they fixed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, which is so insane. Yeah. And it is, which is crazy considering that they they made Jar Jar Binks action figures like right, like right. they made the least liked character I yeah. think we'll see more Wonder Woman action figures once Dawn of Justice comes out and actually as we're gearing up toward the Wonder Woman God, movie she was the only good thing about that trailer yeah, yeah. Like, well I, I am not going to go see the movie I'm, I'm waiting for their, a YouTube cut of all of her scenes to be <laughs> and that's all I'm going to watch I will also, what's interesting is the self-fulfilling prophecy. I think you see it in video... I don't play video games that much, but you see it in video games where it's like the industry is a little bit behind where... but is finally catching on to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, women play video games. Well, there are more female gamers now than male yeah. gamers. Yeah. Like, do you not want our money? Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly it. And it's like, well, if you don't make... They'll probably go like, well, no one ever bought Princess Leia. It's like, yeah, but the Princess Leia action figure... Was her just in bath in a white bathrobe? Right. So mm-hmm. Like she doesn't. She's got a pretty cool gun, but like the only thing you ever did with a princess could do with the princess Leia's action figures, like put Han Solo on top of her and then giggle, you know? Like, <laughs> Which we totally did. But you know, we would cut up. We would yeah, yeah. cut up tissue well, boxes Return and make little bits. Return of the Jedi Leia. The, where the she's bounty hunter like princess Leia. Oh, I love yeah. the bounty hunter princess Leia. Love that. And I guarantee you, if you that look big, at sales, tall gun, like, yeah, yeah, that was my favorite. If you got, if you look at sales, like. Those ones probably did okay, you yeah, know. Like, yeah. and so it's like, well, if no one wants to buy female action figures because the toys are for boys or whatever. It's like, well, also no one's making toys for the girls. I was thinking buy, about so that. Like, about they're not even making a lot of Star Wars clothes for girls. Like, there's yeah. one or two shirts, but like, there's a ton of stuff in the men's section. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I had to go to the men's section to find a Star Wars ugly Christmas sweater. Oh, and yeah. even then, like, I bought a men's small and it was like swimming on me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this shouldn't be happening. Humble yeah. brag. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I uh, I got a large shirt. I could barely put it on my arms. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, these guys are just bursting through. <laughs> I um, I uh, there are I, photos though to prove it is true. swimming. On. I'm uh, I'm old, so I remember the eight inch or taller, the nine inch uh, action figure, Star Wars action figure yeah. from the late seventies, and mm-hmm. there was a Princess Leia one, and she actually had hair, and in the commercial they showed. They showed all the boys pew, pew pew, you know, and then they showed the girl playing, the one girl playing with the one Princess Leia, yeah. and she's doing her hair instead yeah. of you know the whole. Never thing. mind that in A New Hope, she takes a gun yeah. and is like, "Well, yeah. somebody's got to save our skins." Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give her a Get gun. the shoot, garbage shoot, fly boy. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's a, she's 
a real sassy bitch in that movie. So you know great. I mean? like the so best. great. Somebody get this walking yeah. carpet out of yeah, my way. She's yeah. not at all like, yeah. She's. <laughs> well, they also like introduce her as Senator Organa. Right. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and she's, you know, in the first five minutes of the movie, mouthing off to Vader. Yeah, who yeah. Everyone is supposed to be afraid of. She just gives no fucks. Yeah, it's yeah. Amazing. She's really yeah. awesome. And she's like the only one. Everyone else is dying and she's like sneaking around and mm-hmm. I mean it is kind of interesting like in a way like the if they would have followed her trajectory with the other with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi I mean I guess in Jedi she is kind of out there in the field fighting oh, totally, you know? but like totally. but like Luke becomes a really badass Jedi, and she's still just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's kind of a bummer that she's like, well, she's a Jedi, like why? Yeah, that was and, one of my questions. Like, you know, she has the Force as well. Why didn't they train her? And like talking amongst my friends, the only like good explanation we could come up with is she's too busy running like the New Republic the rebellion, and like, yeah, yeah. setting it up and like making sure that like the Republic is okay. She's yeah, too busy yeah. being a general to you know deal with her own personal training or whatever. Yeah, so. but. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the continuity in, the, in anything that Lucas has ever been involved in is, like, a little always shaky because mm-hmm. it's, like, basically, you know, things got retro. Where the, he obviously didn't mean for Luke and Leia to be brother and sister in the first movie. <laughs> no, like, he did no. that. That was like, oh, we have to do, do this I think thing. that was one of Kasdan's influences. Yeah. Well, also, I think that if, you, if you've... There's Dark Horse to this comic... Based on the original script for Star Wars, which is mm-hmm. real terrible, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like basically Han two, and Han and Luke were one person, one yeah, character. like some of the characters were one person. Well, Luke was a totally different person, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's this really weird thing where I think in the process of like him editing, it was Starlighter, wasn't it? Something Starlighter, Star Killer, Star Killer, Star Killer, the new thing that mm-hmm. we won't spoil for anybody. Still, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The new. We're going to assume that our audience has, has seen Star Wars. Already, okay, so it yeah, took me a long time. All twenty, all twenty, yeah. all twenty Star Wars is all twenty audience members. All twenty audience, all 20 members. audience 20 members. members. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to break twenty-one listeners with this podcast yeah, um, <laughs> because I have a huge. There's a huge call for people to talk about social justice, and uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that was a bummer with the new movie. Was I was like. I would love. She does kind of feel something in the force. That thing mm-hmm. I don't think we should talk about. But like, she does feel something in the force. Yeah, right. And I do, but I do wish she would like just make her grab something with her the yeah. force for just a second. Like, do something. Well, always in the I, or give her a lightsaber. Like, how yeah. cool would it be if you just saw that she had a lightsaber? Right. Well, I really liked. Um, there's this one series in the EU that's like you know parallel universe kind of thing where Luke dies and then it's like well shit we've got to train Leia to yeah, yeah. kill Darth Vader and take down the Empire and it's her journey. So who's training Jedi Leia? Force like ghosts or? Which is, <laughs> which is funny because like a lot of Star Wars is taken from Dune uh-huh, and uh-huh. Frank Herbert and, sure. and basically the Jedi are females in Frank Herbert's universe because. Yeah the Bene Gesserit. The Bene Gesserit. And you want a Bene, you want a female army because if you're conquering planets female armies like it's less likely for rape to happen. Right. So like mm-hmm. basically you conquer a, a planet but then like there's not a not nearly as much sort of uh war crimes or wanton brutality, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, so you do conquer and yes there are some yeah. collateral damage, but then at the end you're also caring for the people once you've yeah. taken them over, there's a nurturing aspect right. to it so, as well. But it's, so it's like kind of interesting that like well 
the Jedi's keep being bad. Like, because right. it's such... They can't get the Jedi's going again because it's basically every time you start training a Jedi, the dark side comes along and goes like, hey, why don't you be... Why don't you just have more power? Right, right. Like, <laughs> you're really... Gets, it's like communism, you know? You, yeah. It starts off all nice and altruistic and uh, yeah. old Do stuff for everybody. And then, three or four, and then three or four people at the top go, you know, I it's really fascism. want a gold Porsche. You know? Yeah, it's well, fascism. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really like a lot of stuff in the EU that shows that the Jedi aren't completely infallible. Right, You know? Right. Like, if you look at the KOTOR games, like, that all starts out because, you know, the Jedi Council is like, nope, we can't get involved in the Mandalorian in wars, like, no, yeah. we're just gonna sit back and a lot of Jedi are like, people are dying, I'm going to go help. Like, that, that is fuck weird. the council. That, like, <laughs> that seems, because I, I, in the past I always thought Jedis were, like, supposed to kind of be non, they were not a... Non-interventionist. The, the, the problem yeah. with the prequels was they were, like, all of a sudden, the Jedis they were, They were like, space police. Yeah, they were, they were, like, space police. Whereas before they were, like, basically... Buddhist, like, more traditional, like, kung fu movies where it's a Buddhist monk kind of wandering around and then, like, injustice happens and then he has to, like, right. fight. Reluctantly to stay, 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 stay in. But, like, yeah. it was always, they were not, like... They were more like Knight Errant Green kind of thing. Berets. Which we remember the term, that term now instead of, like, last week. Uh, yeah, they were, like, not like Green Berets or whatever, like, with super awesome powers, you right. know. And the whole reason that they had a sword as opposed to... A gun was like it was elegant and from precise. a more civilized time. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, they used the the, the lightsaber was originally like was used like, defensively, and you could kill one person. So it's just mm-hmm. like you know, but now it's like the lightsaber is this thing that can just like burn through doors, doors and, and everything, like, right? Unlock right. it, starts your car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even Doctor Who's like a little bit like, come on, that's a little bit hate <laughs> on God. Uh, even the Sonic but, yeah, You know, I was sitting here listening to Kitty to you talk about Star Wars and I'm thinking like, God, and some asshole really accused you of not knowing what the fuck you're talking about on Star Wars. I know! She, she was at, go ahead and tell your story. Okay, so story. I was at a friend's party and it was, uh, myself, two other women, and this one guy. And like, I don't know what got up his ass, but he kind of decided he wanted to be the authority on Star Wars in the room, dominate the conversation. And he tried to mansplain not just like Star Wars, like the movies and, you know, the original trilogy, but the EU. And this was after he admitted Which that... Which is Extended Universe, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, uh, the Extended Universe, yeah. yeah. And this is after he admitted that he only read two books in the EU, didn't like them, didn't play any of the video games, mm. didn't read any of the comic books. But, but yet he was an authority. Yeah, yeah. And, like, multiple times I was like, dude, I know how Star Wars technology works. Or, like, <laughs> I just said that. Um, which line from Danny and Michael, they're yeah. always like, yeah. I know how blank technology yeah, yeah. works. Though I think the first one was Bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, do blah, blah, blah. Honey, I know how bathtub technology works. <laughs> I, uh... Just, oh, but Kitty, nobody knows dick. more about EU than Kitty. I mean, Aww. I... And I've been... I've been, watching, <laughs> I've been... I've been watching Star Wars since 77. Saw it opening week when I was yeah. six years old. Yeah. But you just, like... I didn't well, get into any of the, of the EU stuff at all. that so. I ran into the EU is because that's where you finally find some female Force users yeah, and yeah, some yeah. female Jedi. Princess Leia is no longer the only woman Sith. in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, and you find characters of color. Like, it's much more um, diverse than the original trilogy. So, like, you know, while there was just Princess Leia for girls, like, in the original trilogy, like, the EU's like, here's some more options. I'm like, 
That's but the one thing I did notice about episode seven was how 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 representative it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, everything like, across the board. I brought up to you um, before you saw it. Even in the extras casting, mm-hmm. like you saw female oh, yeah. oh, yeah. X-wing pilots yeah. when they're scrambling or, everyone, as Danny calls them, pilots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, Princess Leia's barking orders. One yeah. time she's yeah. answered by a black woman. Another time she's yeah. answered by an Asian guy. Like. Yeah. Even in the first order, there's a lot of women like in the control. When oh, you got that guy out. from Lost in there, um, yeah, the, uh, the guy who played Miles on yeah, Lost, yeah. it was yeah. in there, and yeah, I mean, it was just so great seeing such great a so much yeah. more of a of a of a broad. And then you got like Simon Pegg is in there in an outfit or something, and then you yeah. got Daniel Craig as the stormtrooper, Storm the stormtrooper yeah. that she <laughs> she cons in the oh, really? loose. That was yeah. Daniel Craig. It's uh, it's so funny, like. I I just remember like th- I was like this is like the bust from the movie Speed like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everyone's covered like yeah. there and and uh, I yeah I thought like that part of it was really great it's like uh, why wouldn't they have a female pilot like sure, what the fuck sure like what about being an X wing pilot is only men well, <laughs> right? also, like, like if you're a rebellion and you're being squashed by this like gigantic empire you're gonna take anyone who knows anything right. about piloting right these things, yeah, and then you, you finally know? let women do it right. you know what I'm saying <laughs> you're with me bro well, I guess we you have, have to. to you get what I'm saying I guess we're out of dudes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I I you know I, th- I think it's such a <laughs> I was just thinking of like Jan Karam, you know, the comedian Jan yeah. Karam, which is like her whole thing. It was like somebody comes like, you, do you know how to fly an X-Wing fighter? Well, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> my boyfriend has one. They showed me how to work one sometime. And I'm too stupid to figure it out myself. I'm, I don't even know how I got here. Will you buy me something? I actually know more about Star Wars and more about car repairs than my boyfriend. There you so go. Two man. things where well, I'm an expert. Yeah. You should women explain things to him. Women's explain like, things. Ladies explain. <laughs> we talk about what did say the other day something about women's explaining. Did you women's explain him? Explain. You did that to me. Like, are you woman explaining me right now? Fem explaining. I think he's just like yeah, really works. happy that like if we ever are together and we get a flat tire, or he doesn't have to crashes. deal with it. Or next week. Yeah. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Uh, I got one of those uh, remote control BB-8s for oh, Christmas man. with the the the, 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 the it's a little teeny thing. It's the same size as my little BB-8 Christmas ornament, and it's it just goes so around. Cute. It's so cute. I play with the Millennium Falcon drone for a little bit. It's so fun. That is the most fun thing you could ever get. So my dad for Christmas got me um, a, like, build-your-own Kylo Ren lightsaber, but Mm -hmm. it's like a nightlight. You display it, and it has, like, a little display thing and everything, and you put it together. But it comes with a remote. Nice. So it's now, like, above my bed, and it's totally mood lighting, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, because it has a remote. It's just like, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking this to the dark side. Truth. <laughs> uh, Danny and I saw you perform um, oh, years ago at Nerd Melt before the TV show started. Oh this yeah, a long like six, seven years ago, six years ago ish. In the before time. In the before time. So, but um, but did, did, were you were you like at the kind of the ground level of 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 Nerd Melt or Meltdown happening or or what? I mean, this is just a long story, but like this goes back many years ago. The the back of Meltdown so. Meltdown the, with Joan and Kumail takes place in the back of a comic book shop. The way that started was, I think, 
they had these two comic book signings back there. It was mm-hmm. basically a storage space and comic book signings. And I think when Joss Wheaton was doing something there, they built a green room because mm-hmm. he because Joss Wheaton fans are right. very intense and like right. they can't be like, well, just hang out here in the comic book shop I think because very intense is like a drastic understatement. I'm being a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's being a gentleman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so then they had the space, and I think um, they started doing a monthly show mm-hmm. that Blaine Capatch, who, who writes for At Midnight, sure, and sure. then Jonah Ray hosted, and then I ended up hosting it. Um, and after getting, I got, I did this show called the Tournament of Nerds, the very first Tournament of Nerds, and I was, uh, I played the lawyer for the Predator. <laughs> and uh, I got second place. I lost to Darth Vader in the tournament. <laughs> and it went to a tie, and it went to the audience, and the audience all cheered for Darth Vader. Oh, well, I guess if you have to lose to anyone. Yeah, it's real. And the guy who was defending Darth... He forced, he forced Chuck The guy who was doing Darth Vader was terrible. I mean, like, he was like, I'm Darth Vader. And you're like, God, that doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, I had a cool moment. Because Darth Vader lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, the way he died was like someone threw him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I had a really cool moment at Mal um, two weekends ago. It was right after The Force Awakens premiere uh-huh. so I went in Sith makeup and this guy was staring at me and then I'm like why is he staring oh yeah I have makeup you forget all over my face. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's staring and I'm just like mm. and he started making like choking awesome noises, like, eh, 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 awesome you're I'm just like, like warm yeah. yeah that was cool I'm like, thank you for playing. You along. are drawn to the dark side. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. She's very much. So well, wrong. okay. My theory is that the dark side well, is slimming. For one thing, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Those, I mean, who wants to wear a khaki jumpsuit? Right, right, right. Or I robes. do look yeah, better right. in black. But like, my theory is, while not all Sith are goth, hashtag ninety nine percent of goth kids will be like dark side right. minder Sith. I mean, Susie Sue is definitely a Sith Lord. I would say certainly, mm-hmm. certainly. Robert Smith wishes he was. The <laughs> <laughs> fools be with you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Trent Reznor is definitely like someone's. That guy's like so jacked now. He definitely looks like an evil. Well, like Dirt instead room. of doing drugs, he just went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. He replaced. He replaced that heroin, heroin, yeah. heroin with yeah, mm-hmm. creatine. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to. I want to crunch you like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bench you like, like an. There you go. Thank you. That's better. That's better. He does look like he can like bench a Buick. Yeah, yeah. he looks. Yeah. He looks kind of like puffy, but he just looks big. You're just yeah. like, oh, like I don't want to fight. Did you guys dude. see the uh, Austin City Limits that Nine Inch Nails did last year? No, really oh good. It might have even been 2015. I don't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it might have been 2015, but yeah, he they did they did they played Austin City Limits and played a bunch of old stuff and new stuff and they bleeped a, they bleeped a couple song a couple lyrics, but <laughs> it was it was outstanding. I mean, it was really cool. That was I mean, we talk about MRA it's culture and bro culture and stuff like that. That was when I was a Nine Inch Nails fan. I saw him in concert, and then in college, like Downward Spiral came out and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And going to a party and seeing all these frat guys singing the I want to fuck you like an animal part and not getting the sort of irony of like he's he's like basically saying I'm an awful person. Yeah, like I'm yeah. horrible. Like his his like Like that, you don't get Right. Those well, or back back in my day when I was DJing, and that that came out, and all these uh, you know frat boys and sorority girls singing "Head Like a Hole," and I'm going, 
Honey, that song's about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. that whole album is just, yeah. like, self-loathing. Yeah, yeah. The album. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm a piece of shit, you know? I mean, and yeah. that's everything. All of his music is like that, oh, so. I, like, I, I mean, if any millennials are listening to this, like, I, I think. I'm a millennial. I know. <laughs> but go go and listen to Wish. That's, like, my favorite album. Yeah. I think Emily, Emily Gordon, actually, who is uh, the producer of the meltdown mm-hmm. is a huge Nine Inch Nails. Fan. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge well, she Nine used Nails. to be goth. I mean, I, she, I listen to. I think she still is considers her goth. She just wears different. She just yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I don't yeah. want her to get mad at us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, well, I, mean, she, we're, I think we're all going to see the show. Well, well, I remember. Yeah, I want to. I, mean, I missed out on tickets. Yeah, I, um, I was working because they go on yeah. sale at 10 a.m. Yeah. and like I can't just be like I'm sorry, I'm calling out because I have to. Well, I listen to tickets. Indoor Kids. I listen to actually yeah, a lot yeah. of the Nerdist podcasts, um, but I listen to uh, Indoor Kids. And she's always talking about when when World's End came out, and she was like seeing like nineties nineties yeah. Simon Pegg, you know, yeah. all, all Andrew oh, yeah, Eldritch yeah. out. She's like, Ur, I hello. saw the movie with her, and trust me, we walked out, and she was like, nineties Simon <laughs> Pegg, <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she was like talking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you were you were on indoor kids once. No, no, no I don't haven't. play okay. video games. Like, oh, okay, I don't, okay, like, okay. I I gave up on video games after um, <clears throat> Diablo two because. <clears throat> My friend went to sleep, woke up, and I was still playing. It's <laughs> like I have the, I have the mentality of I play guitar. Like mm-hmm. I have the mentality of like your character can sit here and make bows for three hours and make a lot of money so they can get platinum magical plate mail. I'm like, okay, like, I'll just <laughs> sit here. I got nothing to do with my life. The whole, the whole thing they used to joke about in, in WoW was whacking trees and they'd have people yeah. on eBay selling whatever they got from selling from yeah. whacking trees as actual money or whatever. I would yeah. 100% be a, a tree whacker. <laughs> um, uh, so the the Meltdown show you were talking about. Oh, um, yeah. I, I want to, like, I want to try to make a podcast that's linear. Uh, I'll, I'll lose track of it. You're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so uh from that uh i did this turn of nerds and like jonah thought it was funny and the producer of turn of nerds and the monthly meltdown show thought it was funny mm-hmm. and so they brought me in as like a to an alternate host with jonah and then eventually jonah was like i'm too busy he started working for the soup and right right i took over uh and then the producer she was like i have to focus on acting i don't have time to produce the show and we had a, like a pretty good following at that point, and she stopped doing it. And then a couple months went by, and I was like, "Oh man, maybe we should start doing that show again." Just I'll just put it together. But then Jonah came to me and was like, "Hey, I met this couple, Kumail and Emily, and they want to do a monthly show. They want to do a show." And I was like, "We should do a show with them. Do you want to come in and be a part of it?" And I was like, "Okay." And I think I'd heard of K- Kumail from. Getting in a fight with John Mayer at a comedy <laughs> show, which is an amazing As story. You do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you should for sure read that story. And also, like, what's interesting is John Mayer did an interview with Terry Gross, I think, like mm. a year ago or two years ago that I listened to, where mm-hmm. he talks about his time trying to be a stand-up, and it's so interesting because mm-hmm. he, because uh, she was like, "Why would you want to be a stand-up?" He's like, "Well, I just wanted validation." She's like. You are a super famous musician. <laughs> you don't get enough validation they, from that. He's like, well, well mu- this explains some of his like terrible yeah. behavior with women. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he goes, music is easy to me. Like, music was something that like I don't find like hard. So to me, like being good at it is not that big of a deal. But then I was like, we'll make 
good songs then and like how about how about work on that a little yeah bit? how about like yeah. not just making how about terrible phoning music? it in yeah right, like right. terrible blues influenced pop music i mean the one the one thing he did where like he and quest love sat in on the dave Chappelle show was yeah. better than anything else he's yeah ever yeah, done. yeah. He, and all he was doing was just riffing on the guitar with yeah. them well, you and know? he's a gigantic douchebag yeah, yeah, yeah. he showed up yeah. at my uh my ex-girlfriend's birthday party mm. Did you punch him? I did not punch him. He was very, he's very tall. Like, he's very tall and big. Like, he's probably bigger than me and taller mm. than me. Like, he's, I would have a hard time beating him up. He's there tall. He's like a railway. He's real tall and thin. There are people to take down bigger people. Want, I can try and show you she what can show I you yeah, I'm not bullet. gouging anything. She can tell you, she can show you how to build, how to build Zapka somebody. Okay. Stop trying, <laughs> stop trying to. Room does not, that does not size people up apparently is Michael. Because I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. No, She's I MMA don't. explaining things yeah. to me. She's <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we started doing it, and I think that because Emily and Kumail were in Chicago, then New York, and then Jonah and I were LA. Like Emily booked the shows like using everybody's resources. So the first month of shows were just these like crazy mm-hmm, lineups, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people in LA are somewhat hard to get into a room, but one thing that will get like comedy fans into LA is like, oh, so and so is an up and coming comic they heard about in New York. Um, like, and they're going to be here. Like, Pete Holmes was a, is a good friend of Emily Kumail's, and like having him on the show, people were super excited because he didn't didn't do a lot of shows in LA at the time. Right. So the first two months were like these crazy lineups that people were really excited and were like, this is insane. And so it kind of just kept going, you know? And obviously, Joe, I think a few months later, like the Nerdist kind of had taken off at that point and became a big podcast. And Kumail had gotten more and more famous. And, you know, he's still kind of, they're both still, like Jonah with MST3K and, you know, Kumail mm-hmm. with Silicon Valley, like they're both kind of keep growing. So, it is interesting, like, to be a part of it. And then I think after two years, we're like, this is nuts. Like, we don't, we don't have to, like, ask people to come anymore. We don't, yeah. people yeah. are coming to us. Like, and it. You're I, doing a season three, right? For, yeah, the, and, for Meltdown. And yeah. then, and then Jonah, I, th- I think Jonah knew Lance Bangs, who is, who directed a lot of the, a lot of the, Jackass stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's a, and he does, like, he has a really awesome, music documentaries that he's done like pavement mm-hmm. stuff oh and, yeah um he's a really great guy and so they started they're like well let's try and make a tv show but we don't want to do a tv show like most stand-up shows where yeah. it's like live at gotham and it's just like it could <laughs> yeah, also be live yeah. at anything yeah live just at yeah. stage live and, at brick wall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like evening at everything yeah <laughs> so but that's what i love about the meltdown show yeah. is the bat behind the scenes stuff and, and sometimes the little kind of vignette stuff like yeah. there was who was it was it i can't remember if it was w come out bell or somebody but he wound up like Going outside the food truck out in front of, ne- of oh Eric Andre Eric Andre Eric Andre, Eric Andre. yes no. oh my god We're Danny the- didn't like that one but I thought that was hilarious <laughs> it, was like, that was the like- camera just follows him outside <laughs> that was so risky and I don't. I, like I remember, like us being like, "Is this good?" I think the day of, we were like, "This isn't the the mechanics of it weren't working or whatever." But yeah, I mean, but I think it was just more whether or not that bit would have worked or didn't work or did work. Or you like it or not? It's like that's 
it was something different. Interesting, you know, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like, well, like, I think that's what I liked about it because it was innovative, different. It just yeah. was not your typical. Here's somebody in front of a brick wall. It was like boom, he's going out. And I love how a lot of times. Oh, who was it? Somebody came on and did a character and was doing like Robin Hood or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, Jamie Domi. Yeah, Jamie yeah, Domi did Robin the... Hood, and then another thing where you'll have a, a, a another comedian planted in the audience yeah. and start interacting and fi- there was one where they're like fighting, yeah, yeah. knocking For chairs real? over. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, that's amazing. It was so cool. <laughs> All, yeah, the first two seasons are. I don't know if they're on Netflix now, but I know I I watch them on the internet. Um, they're but, on Comedy Central. Yeah, most of them, the I CC. Think. I think CC.com has all the episodes. Okay. And, and watch a lot of the bonus stuff too, because yeah. a lot of the bonus stuff is super fun. Because yeah. that's that is kind of the best part. Is like during the show, like we'll just be in the tech booth, and it's like, oh, you know, that's a but like like Zach Alphanex and Sarah Silverman dropped in at the same sure, time. Sure. You know, at one point you're like, and I'm just like sitting there going, this is amazing, and they're talking, they're riffing, yeah, they're just like riffing and having a good time, like, and uh, and like because Sarah's new thing is like really getting a lot of nomination, a lot of buzz, <laughs> and, yeah. And like she comes off stage and Zach looks just like congratulations. She's like, I want killing your comedy career finally. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and you know, like that's like, oh, I'll never, yeah, yeah. I'll never get. Well, to- that's one of the best things is yeah, the backstage stuff. And I see my my comedy background. I'm old, so I I love the old showbiz talk. I love yeah. Dick Cavett, and I love Carson, and I love it when Bob Hope would just walk on the set, set in the middle of Carson, and and or that kind of thing where you're hearing old showbiz stories. And to me, seeing you guys all backstage or in the green room at at, at Meltdown, just shooting the shit while yeah. somebody's on screen, you know, sweating on stage, that's awesome to me because yeah, that's like fly on the wall stuff. And I love that shit. Absolutely yeah, and, and I think love it. it, it, it you know, we wanted to show that there is a link to... People always ask, like, how do you come up with stand-up material? How do you... You know, a lot of it is that we put ourselves around other funny people. Yeah, and talk around. yeah you like, guys riff all the time. So then it's like, oh, like, that. you should do that or whatever. It's like, I'll say something and generally tweet that, tweet that. And it's like, yes. very fuck, kill, snap, crackle, punch, I'll yes. tweet it then. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think that's... I mean, for me, I think the the... Like the coolest thing was Weird Al Yankovic was on the first season, right? And he does a uh, Dare to Be Stupid with a string quartet. That sounds amazing. It's oh, really it was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it was so good. But before, it well, then there was the night that Robin Williams showed up too. Robin came to, a couple times, but the performed Wednesday. once. Yeah, and with and that was really amazing. That wasn't filmed though. No, no, no. That was that's that just, was just a regular meltdown night. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that like and that, I, we were gonna go that night, and then we heard the next day, and we saw on on Twitter the next day that, and we're like, fuck. And then six months that later, to you, he was dead. That happened to Mondo. Yeah. That yeah. happened to so yeah. many people. They we were, were gonna like, go that go night, and we just one. like, eh, I just don't feel like you driving can't miss down. any nights, bro. <laughs> um, and I'm I, just kicking myself for that. Hi everyone, Michael with a special offer for you, the listeners of the Something Something Experience podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend A Carlin Home Companion by Kelly Carlin. Truly the voice of a generation, George Carlin gave the world some of the most hysterical and iconic comedy routines of the last 50 years. He perfected the art of making audiences double over with laughter while simultaneously making people wake up to the realities and insanities of life in the 20th century. Few people glimpse the 
inner life of this beloved comedian, but his only child, Kelly, was there to see it all. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash something2xp for your free audiobook. If you sign up using that URL, they'll give us a little something in return, and you'll be supporting an independent podcast just like that. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. What's, what was interesting about that to me was, uh, Robin, there was a few years ago where Robin bombed at the comedy store and then so he's, he, and they were really mean to him. And so he started coming around the UCB and I was, I was studying at the UCB up at Sisters at the time. And we'd all hang out and drink together and have a good time. He'd go to Birds, which is a bar next to UCB mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he would, have a couple of drinks, then come back and do the improv jam with us. And right. I, I got to do improv with Robin Williams a couple of times, <laughs> and uh, which was like crazy. There was one scene where he was like my dad, and I'm like, this is the weirdest <laughs> thing <laughs> ever. Like, and uh, he was very, always very nice. Uh, he did a show called See You Next Tuesday and bombed, mm-hmm. did really bad. And then two weeks later, it's all in the news that he's going back to rehab and all of us were like, oh fuck, we forgot that he was supposed to be sober because we had been, <laughs> you guys have been drinking, drinking with him. <laughs> like, yeah. We're all having this, like, this guy's great. And, right, uh, right. um, then he came, he, he shopped at Meltdown Comics with Zoe, his daughter, who's mm-hmm. really awesome. And mm-hmm. he was just there on a Wednesday randomly and heard laughter and was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, there's a comedy show. You should go back and go see it. And he comes back and there's like hanging out and like, do you want to do a set? And he's like, no, no. He's like, hey, we'll come back another time. And he left. And then he comes back and does a set. And he's like, I just want to do five minutes. And yeah. we were like, okay, cool. Like, we're like, he's going to do an hour. But yeah. he really only did five minutes. And he had completely changed how he did stand up in that time. Yeah. He had watched and observed how people are doing stand up now compared to how he was doing right. stand up. He understood the audience. He killed at that show. And that's like yeah. something you like that is and, and that's what everybody said. That's what Jonah tweeted. That's what everybody it, it, it was, was just like, Oh my god, like, it was crazy. This guy is so fucking good that he and not only good, but just like the sense of humility that you have to have to to swallow your like Jeff Dunham isn't changing his act, you know. Like, is he the puppet guy? Yeah, he's yeah. the racist puppet guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Carrot Top I mean, is not changing all, his all, act. Alt room comedians all joke about Jeff Dunham. And, 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 and <laughs> everyone should joke about Jeff Dunham. He's terrible. He's like, genuinely like unfunny. Like I would go so far as to say he is drastically unfunny. He's yeah. unfunny I and racist. Understand and Dane Cook, like same him. thing. He's yeah. not going to change anything right. about his. Well, Dane Cook tried. Remember, like Dane Cook did. After Harmful Swallow, he did another special, and then he did a special that was like at the Laugh Factory that's black and white and it's small and like, but it was, he's, it was terrible, but it was mm-hmm. like, I, you know, the fact that Robin Williams had the willingness and the ability to, they'd make, to go like, oh, well, what people really want is like a personal, you know, like I would say like post Mark Marin, sure. WTF sure, era sure, sure. stand up or Louis C.K. Like, well, it's all, it's all, it's all, yeah, because it used to be about observing everything around you and pushing out, and right. now it's like oh, cracking open and letting people yeah, because, in. Because the outside world is kind of done. Like, right, if it's right. if it's something universal, it's a meme, right? You know, yeah. right, so like, right. what's the point? And everybody's doing that. Every, right. You know, you know, Joe Schmo, who's not a comedian, is is memeing right. about whatever online. Right. You're you're like, oh, you guys, you know, l- literally have. Tweets in this world are like that thing where you know, like, <laughs> right, right. that thing where your boyfriend is like, ta- 
offers you, goes to get you McDonald's, but he only gets a small and gets Picture himself Kenobi, a large. Right. Yeah, and, it's like, but, and then it's like Luke looking sad at the moon. Right, 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 right. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good observation that, it, it, that yeah, I mean. That's, like, that's what's funny about, like, the, the emo. Emo Kylo the, Ren. Emo Kylo Ren, and then someone does, is doing bro Luke Skywalker, and it's like, those, <laughs> those are funny in a way, but, like, also, that's saying more about how, like, formulaic we've become as, like, our comedy it's like the like the fact that fat jew is successful is like we're willing to just accept like a picture of a dog and going like that thing where you can't find your extra sock you know <laughs> it's like a, didn't the fat jew also steal a bunch oh, yeah, of yeah, things yeah, yeah. Yeah. from he places is, he steals he steals i just material. recently saw a movie starring fat jew oh god called all wifed out it is Really terrible. It's sort of like Shocking. like we didn't need to sabotage his career. He was not talented. He was doing he was it already good. on It'll his happen. own. His family's rich. Like he has no. Yeah, he has yeah. no whatever. But like he, he's got a. It net. also seems like there's no consequences for him. Yeah. Why would yeah. there be? He's yeah. Like people don't. You know, it's, it's screaming about joke thievery or whatever is not gonna. Unless Twitter. I mean, Twitter kind of has changed their policy where. If someone is plagiarizing you, they will take that tweet down if you report it now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is good. But, like, it is sort of, like... Hashtag games don't count. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like to play the hashtag games. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, when, like, someone said something to me one time because they're like, someone already did that. It's like, there's a million people re- responding to at midnight right now. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I think right. I did a joke about, uh, like, bad superhero lines and, like, and I wrote, like, I'm Bruce Wayne. I mean, and then that was my tweet, you know. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, "That's the punchline to this sketch." It's like that someone put up on YouTube. I'm like, I don't. What, what, like, are name. you just supposed to Google everything yeah, you like, say before right, you say right. it? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, but, but then that's half the thing. The people who can't come up with the funny thing on their own shit on the people who are putting up the funny things, or try to trip them into saying. Let's oh, not lose else. sight of what's important here. Everyone should see all wiped out, <laughs> starring <laughs> Fat Jew. Sean Patton is in it. Uh, it's really a terrible movie. Sean's like a friend of mine who's actually very funny, and you can tell like the director was making the director writer who was making the movie was like, oh, this guy's actually a funny comic, so let's like keep him in the movie as much as possible because his character <laughs> shouldn't be in the movie anymore. And they're like, uh, why don't you hang out with us more? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Guys, I love that, like, fat, the fat juice. It's like, that is a funny thing where I kind of worry about that where you, you, you kind of feel guilty sometimes. You're like, oh, am I just preaching to the choir by saying things on here. I just, here. like, I don't understand how someone can get famous for literally reposting memes. Like, because you're pretty much an app at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you're just BuzzFeed, and that's yeah. what he should... Yeah. I mean, if he would have just been, like, I'm fatju.com, and I, and I repost things, like, yeah. I don't understand why yeah. it's any less or more yeah. or less money-making for him. Yeah. Like, that's the mm-hmm. weird thing about it, is, like, it doesn't make it any, any more, more or less, like... Profitable, like Buzzfeed's doing fine. You could have, he could have literally just been Buzzfeed. They're yeah. a corporation now. Like they're, right. yeah. like you could have right. been a business. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who work there. I have a lot of friends who. I think by law they're put, they're obligated to put no, quotes okay. around journalists. They literally in between the cat memes. They really have found top ten things that will make you say ah. They sent somebody. They got. 
I will say cracks.com does have a fact-checking department because when I worked there, I met one of them. Well, Adam's Adam Conover's show started on crack, right? Was that uh, wasn't or crack? Was that crackle? The Adam ruins everything. Oh, um, which is a really great show. Yeah, yeah, we that's we watched some of the videos. For Adam. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he started on. I want to say he started on that, or maybe he started on College Humor. I get those ones all confused. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> those guys are all. Those websites all have more money than. Well, speaking of yeah, another another comedy, uh, um, um, I don't know, wheelhouse or production house. You were working on the Mad TV show. I did work on. I worked on the Mad TV 20th anniversary show, which is like. Did you get a lot of the alums coming back? People who were originally on the show coming back to do stuff, or well, sort of. uh, We had one day that we shot in the lot. Yeah, which is like an interesting thing to. There was. Two in the morning, I'm on Warner Brothers lot by myself in a fake New York City, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was kind of interesting getting to meet. I got to meet like pretty much a, a lot of the staple, like I think other than Frank Conniff, who was like one of the longer alums. Uh, everyone kind of who was like the people you think of when you think of Mad TV mm-hmm. were, were there, like Deborah Wilson, Will Sasso, Alex uh, Wentworth, yeah, and Michael McDonald. What's that? Will looks great. Will's um, buff now, right? No, he, but he's definitely not. He's definitely not like Will now is like uh, kingpin villain. Oh, okay, there you go. There <laughs> you, know, you go. Like, there you go. Like big, but right. not like. They just went hiking today. Don't yeah. don't buy any of this bullshit. <laughs> They're we probably did. gonna do yoga later. <laughs> Gross. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was great. You know, it was interesting, like, going back. I Like, a lot of what I was doing... Sorry, I'm going to go over here and plank for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a full minute. Sucking suck the stomach. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can hold a plank for almost a minute. Mm-hmm. It's like we should a minute have a... That's how we're ending this podcast, is all of us... Just planking. planking. Welcome to exercise. Welcome to plank talk. <laughs> it would happen if we actually had weights in here right now, because we're all just going to lie. I'd start curling, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I feel testosterone. We feel icky. I, like, had to go back and watch a lot of, like, the old sketches, and it's kind of interesting. Like, I, I, like, at one point I went back, I went on YouTube and watched Church Chat, which is an oh, SNL sketch yeah, with Dana yeah. Carvey. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is, like, one of the things I loved. And it's so terrible. Yeah. And you just realize. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all, uh, um, uh, but, um catchphrases it's all catchphrases it's all one dimensional mm-hmm. also it like, makes for good memes it does yeah. make for good memes yeah. also like there was a point where SNL was very almost right wingy like mm-hmm. like those church chats are they towed the line for oh, the, yeah. the desert storm you bet. wars without any question they're you like bet. Saddam Hussein shows up on church chat and they're like she like beats up Saddam Hussein and you're like yeah but but we were. Why were we in a war with? Why were we with Saddam Hussein? Yeah, <laughs> why were yeah, we fighting yeah. Saddam Hussein? Yeah. Um, you know, like it's really weird to watch those that era because it was sort of. I there was no like conflict, but we kind of everyone was on board with like we don't like Russia. Yeah. And we and we don't like Saddam Hussein, whereas like the original SNL was very anti establishment, right? Anti-war. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like for some reason. Even Reagan, they like kind of softball Reagan, and they never. There's only one sketch where they really take Reagan down. Phil Hartman plays Reagan, mm-hmm. where like Reagan pretends to be like kind of dumb, 
and Dopey. oh, and then yeah, and then, and then they, they cut away as soon as the cameras off. He's like, all right, you, get yeah. the hell out of my office. What the hell are you? And he's just like totally killing yeah. everybody. Just but on just, the other end, it's still that that's still like, oh, he's smart and cunning, right? You know, right, just right. Not the truth either. The right. real truth was like he had Alzheimer's and was a puppet for like right. these sort of Rums, 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 yeah, Rumsfeld, all those yeah, like Rums, 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 Young Coke brothers were probably yeah. there, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, Bush Senior, like as their hearts were turning into coal, right, right. By the, uh, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Koch brothers. Koch brothers. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. You got to do whatever you can do. Look, I know it's supposed to be pronounced Coke, but, like, I can't help but say Koch brothers. Yeah. That's... Koch. I want to say Koch, Koch. brothers. Koch. Yeah, Koch. Fuck like Ed, like Koch Ed Koch. It's yeah, the same yeah, spelling yeah, as Ed yeah. Koch. The mayor, why is, yeah, why is mayor one Koch? Or how am I doing? But, yeah, I, I got to work on it, and it was a really great experience. It was difficult it was hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it was it's going to be kind of a clip show mm-hmm. and which is interesting because that doesn't happen very much not anymore no. no and what's funny is that when you get a clip show episode it's if you're watching I, my girlfriend and i ironically started watching the blacklist mm. and then we got then we're like oh we can't stop watching it because james spader is so entertaining yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and there's a clip show episode kind of in the second season, but you don't know it at first. Like, someone's... She they trick a, you into watching it. And then you're like, you're like, because like, they're like, we have to talk, you have to, you're being investigated. Like, here's the investigator. Go talk to this investigator. And you're like, ooh, this is intense. And they're like, oh, this is just a clip show where they're bringing everything, so they don't have to film everything again. And like, you're just mm-hmm. watching, it's just saving money. Right. And right. you get really bummed out. But I, all think, the, I remember all the sitcom, uh, sitcoms did that in the 70s yeah. and 80s, or even like Fantasy Island and Love Boat and shit did that too, you know? It's like. Well, they yeah. do it in what? animated shows. Did you just say fuck Love Boat? Yeah. I said I love Love Boat. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, don't let don't let Chris Tolman hear you say anything yeah, yeah. bad about about Love Boat. Less than we'll, we'll stop three. Being, less we'll, than three. We'll stop being internet besties. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I. So there's gonna be there's a lot of interesting clips and stuff, but uh, yeah, going back and watching and kind of going like, oh, this is where sketch comedy was 20 years ago was just like. It's kind of a racist lady yelling at an um, at a customer. There was <laughs> right. a lot of racist stuff in Mad TV, like when they had those two characters um, dress up like cholas, kind of. Opie and Anthony. Amos and Andy. You Amos and Andy. Yeah, no, it is weird. But also, on the other hand, th- it was literally. Ten times more diverse than SNL, Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. state. Well, especially in terms of casting, yeah, yeah. You look at the cast is like you could take every other sketch show on TV, and they still had less minorities than what's on Mad TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so that's kind of where you go, like, well, you, you know, it, some of it I think is of the time, and it's sort of the same thing when you look at. Like black stand-up comics or whatever. When I started doing stand-up comedy, there was actually a real rift between. There was a real like there were black comics and there were who just worked black rooms and everything. But now there's like a huge crossover where like someone like Byron Bowers is from Atlanta. He could do all black rooms. He can do all rooms. Right. right you know, right. like uh, you know Hannibal Burris. You don't. Oh, you know, oh, guys like that. Like these. It's sort of like it's sort of switched. I think to where. Race isn't a determinant of what topics you can or cannot talk about, mm-hmm. but right. race can. Like, Key and Peele is sort of the evolution of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like 
being a minority gives them license to discuss certain things that we can't discuss, but it doesn't mean that that's the only thing they can discuss. No, right. That's right, kind of, I right. think, what the difference is between 20 well, then, years then ago. The, I, the, the thing I like about them is they do the racial stuff, and then they also have the big, huge nerd influence as well, yeah. all at the same time. Well, if we're going to talk about, like, racial stereotypes and I think and we're going like to. That, yeah. <laughs> Louis C.K. was talking about how he's Mexican, and he's technically more Mexican than someone like George Lopez. Yeah, because yeah. he lived in Mexico till he was seven. born in Mexico, yeah, lived and, like, in Spanish Mexico. Spanish is like his first language. Right. But people don't read him as Mexican because right. he doesn't He looks like a, a bald, red-headed Polish yeah. guy. Yeah. Right. So it becomes more about, like, well, or what Czech stereotype guy. box do you fit in rather right. than what you actually are? Right, and I mean, as my, like, my name is Edward Salazar, like, if you didn't know. And, uh, <laughs> and I definitely, it'll be on, it'll be on. I definitely have had times, you know, like, I had started doing stand-up when Carlos Mencia was, like, kind of very successful at the time. And uh, and there have been times in my life where I'm like, oh, I could just start... I, I would I could make my dad someone who he isn't in my stories. You right. know, I could be like, you know, like, my dad came to this country with nothing, yo, and he's like... <laughs> He's like, Edward, what's up, man? How's Hollywood going? And he doesn't know how Hollywood really works. And he's like, you in a movie yet? You know, like, <laughs> I can just give my dad a Mexican accent, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And that people would buy into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's a real temptation as a minority. It's like a real easy way out. And what hopefully is happening, I think, is that you're seeing a diver- diversification of, like, the background to... To where, like, if you were Hispanic, you could only have one storyline. Right. If you were Indian, you could only have one storyline. Yeah. And everything else. I think Aziz Ansari is a good example of that. And for right. a long time, I didn't really care for his material because a lot of his material up until recently was very bro-y. Yeah. And I'm not a bro-y guy. But what? He's so good at, like, hiding You're right. the, like, feminist medicine right. in right. that, like, right. 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 Which is what acceptable was... piece of cheese. Right. Now, his material, especially with, with uh, Master of None, he's so exploring good. all of his background, his actual background. Background and, and blah blah There's blah. Right, and the whole thing of why aren't Indian actors yeah, playing yeah. Indians in TV mm-hmm. shows and movies, well, and, and like why and, and also too, the feminists. Like they don't fit like stereotypes. Like he has that one Indian friend on the show who's like super into CrossFit and right. like carries a rate right. weight around with him everywhere, right. like a kettlebell or something. I mean, for me, the you thing know? that for me that it, is it Brody, <laughs> Brody Stevens, Brody. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the thing that epitomized a lot of Aziz's material was like his line in uh, "Get Him to the Greek" was like, "Dude, I woke up with glitter on my dick." You know, I mean, <laughs> to me, that was that whole kind of Brody thing and he was doing that which is great you know but it wasn't my what, what but, made like, me laugh his so his character arc in Parks and Rec was like he starts out as a bro and then like learns to become a real person right you yeah, know? right but I love Master of None. I think it's really yeah. good because there's that real tender relationship with the girlfriend in the show and then mm-hmm. the stuff with his family. Oh, and dude, the relationship with the girlfriend, that got real. Yeah. That shit yeah. got real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, was, I have not seen it yet. I okay. highly recommend it. It yeah. changed It changed how I feel about his about his work. I'll probably, how watch, it. I'll probably I should watch it. It'll be a good palate cleanser after watching... Hours and hours of murder. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Jones is good for that. Well, I guess there's a lot of No, no. Right. Jessica <laughs> Jones is like the one that started. I, <laughs> Jessica Jones. We watched Jessica Jones, Broadchurch, The Fall, and now we're watching Making of a Murder. It's literally... So that was your gateway yeah, into like yeah. crime and murder. And murder. Well, yeah. And we went and saw Hateful Eight last night. What is that even about? It's a, It's like a, re, it's like a Western remake of The Thing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. But uh, but there's a character in it. The female character in it gets constantly hit and punched and called a bitch. And I'm sitting there with my girlfriend, 
And I'm like, this is all like, because even if it's like, oh, the character, this is what the character does, and women character, and it's a period piece, yeah, and female, all that. You're but... still like, and the N word gets said so much. I was there with my friend, yeah, yeah, and my, and they were like, we just started laughing because he, it's like you don't, no one said the N word this much. Like, there's yeah. no way that like even even, even slave owners, didn't yeah, say yeah, the even yeah, slave owners were like, yeah, uh, our slaves. They like every once in a while, they're like that. You know, Tom. You know, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like I feel like I'm saying the N word a little bit too much, honey. Let me know if I am. You yeah, know, yeah. I want to turn it down. Like it's so crazy how much they say bitch in the N word in it. You know that it's so hard. And I was like. There's a moment where Kurt Russell elbows the woman in the face. It's Jennifer Jason Leigh, and he elbows her in the face and, like, breaks her nose or whatever. And the audience... And it's funny. It's, like, done for comedic effect, but the audience laughs. Because <laughs> violence like, against women is so Yeah, and it's funny. just, like... It, it, but it is still, like, we're watching a woman get... And the she's supposed to be a bad person. To get the shit kicked out. And you're... So you're, like... But it is still, like... The, and, and someone... There's a moment in the fall... Uh, where, uh, god damn it, Mulder, Scully, uh, <laughs> and Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson's character in the fall, you know, this is something that's said, said before where, uh, you go like, a person asks a woman, or a person asks a man, why do you fear women? What don't you like about women? He's like, well, um, honestly, I'm always afraid they're going to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. And then a person asks a woman why she fears men. She's like, well, honestly, because they might kill me. They might kill That's me. That's based <laughs> on a Margaret Atwood quote from yeah, The Handmaid's yeah, Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's also true. Oh, so, <laughs> it's, so that's like the so that's the part of that like that was kind of in my head where it's like it and and also it's the idea that like it's it's okay for a guy to get hit more than a woman because guys don't get hit quite as much as yeah. like. Like guys get in, guys tend to get in mutual conflict, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and they don't get knocked around. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know one-sidedly. MRA guys will be like, "Whoa, you know, women, domestic violence, blah blah blah." And I'm like, <laughs> but this isn't the situation. Like, you know, I don't know. Well, before I met my boyfriend, I was going on a lot of internet dates, and the question always I'm came sorry. up. Yeah. <laughs> The question always came up, like, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm studying Muay Thai, I do archery, I do German longsword, I do Eskrima, I do Kendo. And they're always like, wow, so you're, uh, you're studying a lot of murder skills. And I'm like, I'm also a single woman in the year 2015. Like, do you not see the connection here? Yeah. Like, going on, like, random dates with strangers from the internet, like... That's a good way to end up dead. You do as a never, girl. you know. If there's one thing we've learned is that you never know when a ninja is going to attack. Too. So, like, <laughs> let, let, let's be clear about this. You're... And a lot of times, <laughs> that one got Danny. He got Danny with that one. Have you... <laughs> I yeah, I, but but it is like when you go see Hateful Eight, it's like there's there was a moment where I was like really felt. Bad for I've been really excited to go see it, but I'm, I keep hearing kind of meh things about it, and the, the things like you're saying, and things like like it's okay, <laughs> and it's Tarantino, so it's that Tarantino universe yeah. thing that we all like. They, but drink ap- they smoke apple tobacco, but it's okay. It's not Didn't fantastic. Phil make a bunch of vegan chili for that movie. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, he yes. talked about it on the podcast. One of the podcast. stars, somebody in the movie. 
in t- he said in Tarantino's movie next movie that he wasn't allowed to talk about this was like eight months ago yeah, yeah. but he was like somebody in the movie cast uh, is a is a vegan and he had to make a bunch of like vegan chili oh. that looked like a bunch of food that looked it's, like it's a stew. they eat a stew right yeah. that's it he made that stew. our friend oh, who yeah. was a former it guest of really the podcast delicious. he made that he vegan. made that stew oh, wow, really? but he yeah. made the stew it definitely looked like a real stew like he's stew. really good he's at like making, making vegan anything. food that looks like real oh. meat and yeah. stuff like, and tastes like he has like the best it. like vegan fried chicken what do me and no, we're talking about it right now, because he wasn't allowed to talk about it at the time. But now the yeah, movie's the out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this stew is a plot point. Yeah, it is. There, yeah, it kind of is. A oh wow! Plot point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's broken into. There is an intermission which bums out everyone that works concessions because like <laughs> the the lull that they normally have is no longer there. So they're like. Why the, the the intermission happens and you walk out and everyone at the theater's like God damn it! Like I was gonna go I was gonna go vape, you know? <laughs> we now, get it, you vape. <laughs> yeah. And and now I have to like sit here and serve you fucking popcorn in the middle mm. of a, you know? It just like creates this really weird workflow for me. Yeah. I think. But uh, the uh, the first half of the movie is kind of re- is really really awesome and like stylized and beautiful. And, you know, all the stuff, the N-word and stuff. The first act, the first half of the movie ends so insanely that you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the second, the movie, the second part after that is like, all of a sudden, you're like, just in this other super hyper Tarantino world. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, like, it, oh, boondock saintsy level. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. But like done well, but I mean, right. just like, like, but like that bad television. Like, is let's just amp everything. Let's do Tarantino. It's like Tarantino doing Tarantino up to eleven, sort of thing. Like, well, there's certain films there's of his that actually take place in the, in his universe, but then there's other films that are films inside that universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, this has been discussed. There's this theory that that some of the movies occur inside the Tarantino verse and some of the films are films that are in the Tarantino universe. Oh, weird. So is, so which ones so right. And there's a list of which ones are which, which ones, ones are yeah. like like Pulp Fiction is in the universe, but then like I think Kill Bill is a film. No, uh, uh um uh, uh Inglorious Bastards is a film in that universe. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. So it's like Tarantino verse inside Tarantino verse. Well, they smoke, of, they smoke red apple tobacco. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, and like, yeah, there yeah. are a few nods to it, but it, it's really great. I just am like the trigger. It, it should just be called trigger warning. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it really is. And well, the, in, in Django, when they pull Carrie Washington out of that naked out of that oh, coffin, yeah, yeah. it was like. Fuck. Or when the slave gets beaten to yes. death. Like, yeah. You know, and, and I think that is something that, like, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, what PC culture is, what PC culture isn't, and, like, trigger warnings. And, like, I, t- I personally don't think we should limit what people do and talk about. Mm-mm. But on the other hand, I think that, like, there should be, a, like, discussion about it. And, like, it should well, be. Well, I also think yeah. that there should be unfiltered. Uh, available an availability of unfiltered of this is how shit was at a certain time right. and this is why it's so shitty 
the why why we I, got rid of. I think oh, with sorry. trigger warnings, it's just like, hey, you know, I like to have a heads up if like this kind of content is going to be in there. Because maybe of, I like, have something in my system. life, in my yeah. personal life. Like, and yeah. I think that's fair. I think if people want to avoid certain things, like they should be able to. Yeah, like, ra- the rating system for movies is dumb, and like right. what, what yeah. would be more and useful? Is, like, yeah, <laughs> what would be more useful is like how cable companies rate things where you get like the NC like you nudity strong language whatever so that you yeah. kind of know what's in it but I think the other thing in, is something like they were interviewing Jill Soloway who's the creator and you know writer director whatever of uh, Transparent she does everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we need to see that by the way we haven't watched I haven't yet. watched the second season either but like um, and and they were talking to her and she's like you could literally have Women direct every movie for the next ten years, and you still wouldn't be at fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's the thing that is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just female directors; it's any sort of women, you know, involved in the process any step of the way. Like female boom mic people, yeah. just having women in the room well, like, I was at all changes. Very things. gratified that that. Uh, uh, Kennedy took over. Uh, yes, Lucasfilm. I was just about to bring that up. Like George Lucas personally handed it to Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy. And, and look at the Force she, Awakens. She, I just listened to. Um, then uh, Hardwick had her on Nerdist, and it was one of the best podcasts we've heard because she's been involved in everything. Spielberg. Did Lucasfilm. he explain to her how Star Wars works? <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm well, actually sure they actually they did get a little. Let's keep in mind works. a man invented midi chlorines. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, like I just said, at this point, I'm pretty sure George Lucas doesn't know how oh, Star yeah, Wars I'm works. I'm sure he has no idea what's going on anymore. Yeah. Although he endorsed the new movie, I, you know the thing yeah. for me with Star Wars Episode <laughs> Seven <laughs> with. As he's signing the ch- yeah, yeah yeah depositing this billion dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't think he gets anything off the new movies. I think he just had four billion, yeah. handed, well, and, and then he donated he it all to charity. charity. Yeah. So, yeah. but then I don't think he's making anything more off. He's going to be okay. Oh yeah, he's going to be. Fine. Well, they still produced. They still did the sound. They just still did a lot of stuff at Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Like that, so I'm sure. Well, I think he's still in charge of Skywalker Sound, right? Yeah. I don't think he's Lucasfilm necessarily anymore, but he's in charge of Skywalker Sound. I think he's doing something. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so. But I do think like that, that's part of it is that you're like. You know, I love like I loved Punisher Warzone. Mm-hmm. If anyone, if you've ever, all the Punisher movies are terrible except for Punisher Warzone. Which that one is, was that? That's the one that no one knows about. That's a small budget thing that Patton Oswalt saw and posted yes. about it. Yes, mm-hmm. and it literally is the person who directed it won a won an Oscar for documentary. It's a mm-hmm. woman. She went on message boards to Punisher web message was like what do you guys want in a Punisher movie yeah. they told her she went she and grabbed it. panels from the comic book and basically made a it looks like a Punisher comic book yeah. it's so fucking violent isn't uh, the Punisher going to be in the new season of Daredevil that's what I heard the, the, he's the new is he the new villain kind of <laughs> yeah he's the, basically the new the antagonist com- yeah. well like in the comic books there's a moment where they invite him to be part of the Avengers and then they're like oh you're just killing people no get, get <laughs> yeah. out get out we don't do that here I used to be a huge Punisher fan <laughs> but, uh, but also I just think that like that that's just like well the Tarantino thing wouldn't be so bad if there was 
women making movies also like it's like that's the thing is that like well it's, it's, it's also a question of like normalizing things because we can't you know like sit here and say the media doesn't have an influence on what we think is normal because it does the media tells us what we think is good what we think is normal what we think is acceptable yeah. in the culture you know so if all you see is like stories for men then like you end up with like sexual violence against women being normalized yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and that's, and that's like when you talk about Law and Order SVU kind of being a good influence like mm-hmm. yeah but it's still sort of pornographically it's making sexual violence towards women entertainment still like it's still like okay well this is uh, still just like and, and that is the part that's like hard, like when you're when you're with a girlfriend you're like well this is going to be a good, we haven't watched Gone Girl yet and I think part of it is because of like even even to get to whatever the story is or how good the stories are Having to get through the part where a woman is murdered or whatever mm-hmm. is still like asking someone to go like, "Oh, you want to watch this thing that's really traumatic to someone who's like you?" You know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and after a while, that, like, over you and over again, live, like, yeah, like worried or yeah, in fear about right, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like over and over again. How many times is the? I mean, the plot of every Mario Brothers movie is that the princess keeps getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like, right. how many times are you going to give that to a girl and be like, let's play this video game where you get kidnapped by a fucking yeah. turtle. Have fun in college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, like, where, you're, where, yeah. where the football players are basically turtles with spikes that throw hammers. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, it's like, I've tried to explain, the you dicks. know, like yeah. the female experience to guys who like genuinely want to try and understand. And it's like, you live your life on this weird, like rape clock. You yeah, know, yeah. where you're just counting down to, you know, when am I going to have to defend myself? When is it going to happen? And there's all these rules, like, don't walk alone at night. Don't drink too much. You know, watch your drink. Like, keep your hand over it so nobody slips anything in. Do this, do that. And, like, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Put your and car even keys then, in your hand. Carry a maze. Yeah. Talk on the phone while you're doing it. Yeah, right. and even then, you're still not safe. Even my, then, if something happens to you, it's still your fault because you missed one of the rules. Yeah. My yeah. girlfriend said something after Hey Flay where she's like I almost feel guilty complaining about it because I didn't have any of those I, I've been very fortunate she's, she mm-hmm. got, she was very fortunate not to have, be raped sexually assaulted most of the stuff that anything bad that happened to her was generally within the realms of like not too terrible she's mm-hmm. like I feel guilty being upset by this movie because there are people who have worse shit happening to them but it's, it's like, still something it's like, that there's like, a one in five chance of it guilt. happening to her mm-hmm. yeah you, you have know? survival's mm-hmm. guilt mm-hmm. you know I I didn't know that caught, uh, cat calling was like a real thing I always thought that was kind of like a, a premise or like a joke <laughs> or whatever and I have a friend who's now like a her name's Tiffany Brooksfest she's a she's, she does a uh, horror movies. She's, you know, cute, you know, attractive person. And she lives near me and we would meet for walks. So, and I would wait on the corner and she'd kind of walk towards me and then we'd continue hike, mm-hmm. hiking up the hill together. And like, so I'm on this road that like leads to the highway and traffic always gets really backed up. And she's coming and she's not wearing like, Sexy clothing. She's just like well, it doesn't sports matter bra what with you're a tank wearing top. because it's not about sex. Yeah. It's about power and intimidation. And guys are just yelling at her. Mm-hmm. They're in traffic and they're just yelling at her. And I was like, I've never seen it. And I've gotten almost in fights like two or three times now because like I've been with my girlfriend. I was with my friend she, who was like had we had just gone for a hike and not anything like there was nothing was visible, you know, and like. 
you it's and I'm a big person. And so like this is like part of this is like my own ego where like a guy yells at my a girl that I'm with and I'm like I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We're going like, to be on a TV show together. Yeah. yeah. I kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have to explain because that I killed you because you couldn't resist telling someone that they had nice high beams. That's yeah. literally what the guy said, but like Yeah. You know, like that that sort of thing happens to like you're constantly, constantly being, yeah. being constantly. bombarded like, like as so soon weird. as you get boobs yeah. like, literally yeah. as soon as you get it's, boobs it's like guys will just start throwing verbal dicks at you yeah, like yeah. right at your face thank yeah. you for that one yeah. verbal dicks that's new we usually say avalanche well that's what I was saying yeah. at the, at the, at the club new podcast, we were standing around dicks. Yeah. 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 welcome to verbal dicks it's just dicks guys podcast. talking about guy shit yeah no women allowed I, I think this is like my favorite thing about we're, like, we're back to we're back to the little rascals in the yeah which is like my favorite my favorite thing is dudes who are like homophobic I was just talking to this guy Mike Rose who's a very funny comedic writer and comedian and we were we were at a, he's gay and uh, we were talking and I was just talking to like how like uh, dudes who are homophobic but then also are like man let's get away and just hang out with dudes you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's hang out put like, our shirt, take our shirts like, off put on some short shorts and sit around in the sun and oil hey oil my back dude oh but yeah don't yeah but yeah. isn't it like everything's okay so long as you say the magic words no homo no yeah, homo yeah. Right, like right. isn't that how bro culture works so long as you're like no homo you we can t- like touch dicks or whatever yeah you could yeah. you could yeah <laughs> we talked about hey, you like could, you could blow each other as long as you don't kiss and so oh, uh, there are definitely dudes who do bro jobs like <laughs> Yeah. Well, half my, half my, half my friends who are Danny's looking very excited that that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you. Could you please? <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, a lot of my friends who are gay, like the way they came out or the way they like finally had a gay experience was like coming back to their frat house one night drunk, and they're like their friends, like who they've been kind of friends with. They start wrestling around and they give each other blowjobs. And then one of the guys is married with three kids and one of the guys is gay and right. lives in West Hollywood. And right. Like, you know, like it's it's a funny thing where it's where, but then the guy who's married is probably super homophobic and mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to see gay marriage because right. it'll turn me on. Right, exactly. <laughs> it'll remind me of what it was like to get a blowjob from someone who cared about penis. I don't want to think about them. I don't want anybody to know that I think secretly the dicks are delicious. I want to watch WWE wrestling and I don't want to see guys in love. <laughs> oh wait, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch two men wrestle around. Yeah, two men oil over oil. a belt and a purse. Yeah, yeah. over a belt and a purse. Yeah. Oil. Oil, oiled and muscly, wrestling around on top of each other. It's Toad's okay to laugh. You, can laugh. you guys want to come down to my man cave and watch some wrestling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And by man cave, I mean my butt. Your butt. My butt. <laughs> it is like I mean, it is just like this weird thing where I, I just imagine the uh, my friend used to live in West Hollywood, but not and we but we'd go up to like the Sunset Strip area, which is like a very douchebaggy area. Sure. And these guys would be super hyped up. It was kind of the era of the pickup artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you haven't read the game, everyone should read the game. It's fucking an amazing book. Um, <laughs> it really is because it's not it's not about pickup artists. It's not teaching you how to be a 
pick up the arc of the book is basically the flaw of that mentality mm-hmm, which is that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yeah you get to meet women who are not super awesome like, <laughs> like it, it's it's like vampires being able to only hypnotize playboy playmates which yeah. is like great for a little bit and then you're like oh I'm hanging out well, with somebody who like a lot of those guys you know, you know are like girls won't talk to me blah 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 I'm a nice guy it's like saying you're just a nice guy is the equivalent of a movie trailer only saying the movie is yeah. in English you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah yeah it's like there's also a nice guy who can mix me drinks who plays guitar who speaks five languages who well, is like your nice boyfriend who is all of those things yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he doesn't speak five oh, well, languages yeah, well. yet you're working yeah. on it yeah. You gotta put him in line. All right, you gotta get going. All right, Josh, Russian today. Go. I, uh, I, uh, Ah, baby, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I I feel like there's a, there's a thing of like, uh, that yeah, you can definitely meet terrible people pretty easily with pickup artist tricks. Like, but I, but we'd go up there and like guys would be so hyped on like uh, picking up on girls and stuff, and then. They would go home alone or whatever, and I'd think, oh, they're just going to give each other blowjobs. Yeah, Because they've, yeah. they've, they've, like, smelled blood, and they're going to be like, <laughs> they need something, you know. Like, there's a reason that there's prostitutes on the corner of Santa Monica and La Brea, there's, and there's prostitutes on Sunset and Highland. Like, those are on the, they're, like, the outside of the club. So, like, you couldn't get laid at the club, so you're going to pick up a prostitute. Well, it's also, job. huh? What? Provide a service. Yeah. yeah, but it's also this, like, entitlement that they have. Like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get laid. And then they get super angry when they don't get laid, you know? But it's never their fault. Right. It's, oh, these bitches, they don't want to sleep with me. And I'm Oof. super awesome. And they never, like, look at themselves or their own awesome. behavior, you know? Well, I, I, you know, it's a funny thing where, like, the whole cliche of, like, a guy saying to a girl, you should smile more. And I'm like, well, you know how you make a girl smile more is creating an environment where they don't have to be on edge by commenting like just be like yeah yeah be nice to someone yeah yes if you exactly. want women to be happy yeah that's it that's all i have to say i'm yeah. a feminist guys my joke my new joke is bam this is my i'll end with a joke uh, my, my new joke is i'm such a feminist i only jerk off to porn that women approve of <laughs> And as a straight man, it's hard to come watching two guys fuck, but I do it because I'm a feminist. <laughs> Speaking for ladies, we appreciate, you know, the gesture. Uh, <laughs> it, literal and yeah, yeah. <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs> Yeah, oh. we like having Call so many good things. And yeah. <laughs> uh so uh, uh what's out um that now that you're besides murder things, what what what's out <laughs> that you're uh, recommending right now that people watch or read or see or listen to? Oh, or watch whatever? I mean, okay, the two things I would say right now is go get Homicide of Life on the Killing Streets if you like think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're super into the serial podcast right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. go back and get a book called uh Men the Steric Goats. The there's a movie that's not very good that's based right, on the book. Right. But the book is super, super interesting. It's all about uh, psyops and things like that that happened and the change in the military from, like, a group mind thing to creating sort of single soldiers. There's references to Jedi Knights in it. Mm -hmm. Jedi Knights are very much about this sort of – are used a lot in the military training later on, like, in development. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Uh, So it's a super interesting book. So, like, I always – 
try to supp- like go out there and supplement what you're watching with something that you're reading to kind of round it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you want to know about in- that's like the third reference to men who stare at quotes I've heard in the last two or three weeks. It's, it's not a long book. It's really really great. Yeah, and if yeah. you are into the season of serial. There are the Bo Bergdahl story. Yeah, if you're the Bo Bergdahl story, which is happening right now, I was just watching clips of yeah. of they're doing the the court martial yeah, he's on CNN. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But uh, but a lot of the stuff that's going on is really interesting because they're like the the way the military was behaving mm-hmm. in their plan is like kind of a descendant of well, this sort of new age training. One of my coworkers um was telling me, you know, her brother's like currently serving, like a dust win is apparently a really big deal. It's yeah. not just like you stop one unit, like you stop the entire military. Yeah, yeah. dust one is find, just everything you know, is you can find one person because yeah. nobody gets left behind in in the, in yeah. the military. Yeah. That's... So that was like an interesting tidbit, but the mm-hmm. other thing that I've been reading is that a lot of uh, the court marshalling that's going on now is literally just because John McCain is butthurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a lot of much. Republicans are butthurt. Like, pretty the much. military was willing to let it go because it's like, dude, you were captured by, like, the Taliban for five years. You were, like, you suffered enough. You were sitting... He, they had him sitting for, for literally three and a half years. He was sitting in a dirt cellar in mm-hmm. the basement of a house with no lights, no windows. Yeah. In a dirt floor, pr- presumably in his own filth for yeah. three and a half years. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. To the point where he didn't even know if he even existed anymore. Yeah. Right. And because like, he had no frame of reference. The military was going to let it go. They were just going to let it go because yeah. they're like, you suffered enough. But then Republicans, and yeah. specifically yeah. John McCain, got yeah. super butthurt, and now he's being court-martialed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and also, like, which is funny because those are the same people that underfunded the military attack mm-hmm. initially... Let those put those guys in the desert with what they really needed for supplies. Right. Like, mm-hmm. well, all the money in the military budget goes to goes the military-industrial complex and yeah. not to soldiers right. in the field. Goes to making four billion-dollar jets that can't even shoot missiles because of a software error. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, all these people who they should have built it on like Windows ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Windows ninety-eight. <laughs> We're gonna get you as soon as I reboot. <laughs> ah, I've got spinning rainbow wheels. Yeah. Well, hey, that's why. Like we only have to survive for three months when the machines take over, because eventually the machines are going to be like, "Do you want to update to El Capitan?" And they'll click yes, yeah. and then they'll all just like self destruct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be the end of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminator, Terminator. Uh, all the T90s will just shut down. Yeah, the T98s. <laughs> it's, it's Y2K every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else that you're recommending? Um, what else? Um. I, would, I mean, I re- would you recommend uh, Hateful Eight? Yeah, no, you should. Everyone should like if it's as long as you don't mind violence and swearing and all that stuff. Like, I'm not a prude, but it just like it's pretty extreme. Like, but it's definitely really, really great. Try to go see it in 70 millimeter. Mm, yeah, I want to see the it film. Cinerama, it's, Cinerama Dome. It's really beautiful. Um, uh, you know, the fall I think is super awesome. People are talking saw, a lot yeah. about Jessica Jones, but mm-hmm. I think the fall is just as good, and she's. My girlfriend is absolutely infatuated with that character and loves it. She's un. There's a like literally in the first episode, she's like she's a head detective and she's pulling by a crime scene. She's a, she sees a handsome muscular guy, walks up to him and goes, "Here's my hotel room." And then like the Use next it, day, yeah. nice. the next the next day, the guy's like, "So you know you don't answer your phone?" She's like, "No." Oh, I had you confused. I thought you were a different type of person. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, I just oh, fucked you. I just wound it down to. Fuck. I was just DTF. This was purely this was, business. Yeah. This was purely needs driven. Like, yeah, she, and she's un. 
unapologetic, unapologetic about it. About it. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's one of the things I've, that we remarked I've been about. In situations like that, where it's like, I, I didn't want to be your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're confused. Yeah. Like I gave you the thing that you wanted, and now you're a baby. <laughs> well, I've I've been in situations where I've said up front, like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just looking to have fun. Like the very polite yeah. way of telling you, like. Yo, I don't want to be your girlfriend, right. but mm-hmm. you but know. we want to hunt and capture. So it's like <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, we want to not call you on our own terms. <laughs> we want to. I will decide when I neglect you. Right, right. I want to be the neglector, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not call you. You don't not call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag all women. Yeah. Men's rights. <laughs> what do you? Men's rights. Men's rights. Um, what do you recommend? I, I mean, obviously, go see Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Episode yeah. seven is. You know, if you so haven't good. seen Star Wars by now, what the fuck are you doing? I was six life? years you old in 1977. Like, all over again. Choices. I squeed. I cried. I clapped. Okay, I cheered. Josh I stomped. said he had more fun watching me watch the movie than watching the actual movie. So mm-hmm. go see the. I want to go <laughs> see. It. I want to go see it again. And we are going to be doing a Star Wars episode seven roundtable yeah. episode yeah. where yeah. we all sit around and just talk Star Wars. Just give us some time to like. Yeah. Double. It is does sell out. There, it has been like it was. I was at the Vista, and it was still sold out when I went. Like, oh yeah, Tuesday, so. it's making wow. insane money, yeah, breaking it, all the it records. Broke records. It's yeah. made a billion. I there were so many. Yeah, there were so many things I liked. Crushed about it. Jurassic Park. But, thank God that movie was terrible. I yeah. really didn't like. I didn't Jurassic think it was World. terrible. I thought Jurassic World was fun and and. But it's it's a, dumb action fun. It's yeah, like fluff. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I, a, I think I think the <laughs> I think the I li- okay I like masturbating to Chris Pratt as much as the next girl right. but like you can't and face some an guys movie on do you that. wear your raptor gloves when you do that <laughs> <laughs> let's not genderify this <laughs> um, uh, no I uh, I for my money as far as the franchise goes of Jurassic Park mm-hmm. they got all their their like intelligent storytelling out of the way in the first movie and then after that it was all just like whatever but there so. wasn't like the but there's plot, motorcycles like, exactly it was dumb action fun the plot was like but dumb action fun yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's fine and I was okay with that it's what I went in expecting it's what I got and I was okay mm, with it so okay. I, I cried twice during Star Wars and there was literally yeah. a moment where I thought I it was like getting my childhood back and I didn't realize how traumatic the prequels were for me like how bad that hurt my feelings and yeah. hurt like because it was kind of like I you had to then watch the other three movies through the specter of that like so if like you like it, it will make you re-love I think Star yeah. Wars I agree well, we got I'm it really back I'm really glad that the force went back to being the hokey old religion mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. thank god <laughs> yeah which is what it should be uh, yeah. it, it shouldn't make any sense and uh, <laughs> it's just mystical like yeah. whatever you don't question it's mysticism right, you know? right. but the point where the, the first time you see the Millennium Falcon kind of take off I was like oh my god I'm a kid yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel great yeah um, when Han Solo and Chewie show up for the first time I cried and, yeah uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> I cried too I was and, crying and, and I mean really I crying like holding movie, myself crying yeah I spent the movie crying and like making like no ah! Like yeah. happy noises. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like stomping and clapping. Yeah. And, it's really you know, I mean great. the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and when Ray kind of has her has a hero moment, everyone mm-hmm. cheering and stuff. And yeah, I think like that's awesome that that 
people are like, oh, totally on board. No one is questioning her being a lead except, except for <laughs> except Hasbro. Except for Target. Yeah, Hasbro and Target. But, but, they, but uh, they fixed that. So. But uh, yeah, in the movie Shattering All the Records stars a woman, a black man, and a Latino. Yeah. And a robot. Yeah. yeah. And a robot. So let's not forget that robot. BBA. BBA. Yeah, a really good round robot. Hashtag not all robots. We've had enough human-shaped <laughs> robots, guys. It's time for ro- round robots to take Right. Their mantle. Yeah. What do you want to? What yeah. are you going to recommend? Um. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh. Uh. I, oh, we're we're did almost. Recommend Krampus. No. Go ever? ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Yeah. Think, Krampus. Krampus is really. good. I didn't get to go see, see that yet. I still want to see it. Um. I need to see Star Wars again. It's Star Wars Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. We're just we're like in halfway through the last episode of Sense Eight. Sense Eight was just. It's a very long, slow slog of 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 character building. It's a yeah. big, big panoply of of rainbow representation of all walks of life all joined together into this big thing, and and you just see so much realistic, unabashed, unafraid of showing people and and people of d- different walks of life how they really are, and there's like. Childbirth represented, like vaginal childbirth yeah. in their that's show, and that's the most like right, most babies coming out of vaginas and anything I've ever seen in my life, and 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 trans people, people of color, and gay people, and straight people, and white people, black people, brown people, and it and it just it's amazing, and and all of these people are are heroes, all of them are vulnerable, all of them are fallible, all of them are heroic, and all of them are, have value, and equally so across the board. It's, it's amazing with, like, Netflix and Amazon how the how immediately it's shifted that sort of thing, where, I mean, in Jessica Jones, the first episode is, like, a real lesbian relationship that seems kind of grounded in f- both and flawed and not mm-hmm. just like sapphic fantasy and she fucks a black guy yeah and that's like mm-hmm. oh like well, those are two things I'd never seen that, on a like, TV she fucks a black guy She's I mean like, who well, wouldn't this fuck is that who I want to fuck that, that guy's uh, my girlfriend was that's like <laughs> Her, and also totally her like bouncing like, up and down on you, yeah, like, like hard, hard fucking. You never see that. Yeah, he's like really giving it to her. Trust right. me, my girlfriend was like, and that's two pretty cool. And that's and two like, people relax. with two people with superpowers going. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, Tin Soldier, keep it down now. Honestly, like take your batteries Nick out. Age isn't my kind of guy. I mean, you know, I like twigs. Right, right, know? right, right. They need to be like this big. Right. I need to be able to fit into their pants. Well, there's a lot of women my... who have a thing for well-dressed, handsome, intelligent, sensitive, muscular black men. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and Luke yeah. Cage fits that. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping. I'm I, ho- I like three of five of those. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't, I don't need someone. Lose some weight, like, Luke Cage. <laughs> Body shaming. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a preference. Do it's something other than go to the gym, dude. Jesus. But, uh, we get it, you Jim. But that's a, yeah, <laughs> like it's so funny that like in since since networks are dying and things are becoming more diplomatic in a way of not diplomatic but democratic in the way things are being produced. Sure, and things are more niche. It's like oh, all of a sudden it's like we can have a TV show that's about a person transitioning. Oh yeah, we can do that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. we can have a show where. The lawyer is a lesbian, and it's not like that's the thing. I've been seeing a lot of shows with with lesbian characters in them, and and like les like power lesbian, like people yeah. in positions of power, like mm-hmm. you know, big power lawyer, or and but then they're also doing, but the, the the way that they're also representing those characters is they're being very much like men. They're cheating on their their wives. They're they're yeah. you know humans. having affairs. Yeah, being I was humans, right. But I mean, tradition. What I mean yeah, though yeah. is in in juxtaposition with how media has portrayed that 
that's usually a man in that role, well, being I a power lawyer that with she's cheating, cheating on the cheating with the secretary. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly my point. Exactly Who's got like point. a crazy like the way her that secretary's rack is a co-star in that movie my girlfriend and I, like, <laughs> yes like that yes that and i not, like, googled that actress just, and myself like, and okay, and looked at some of her other her other work and it's so brilliant because yeah, when yeah, she because yeah. when she comes because when they have their rift we, mm-hmm. without spoiling things too much when they have the rift and you see her not dressed as her secretary but as herself it's so stark like mm-hmm. she's like in that room she's not wearing anything with any cleavage she's not wearing any makeup and it's like just real and heavy and you're like oh jesus christ like she's really upset like that's real bad because you no longer are noticing her sexuality you're just seeing her as like a as like torn down person and the uh the 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 actress i don't remember her name but the actress who played the the wife the 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 lawyer's wife um was uh, calamity jane on deadwood oh who's so awesome yeah 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 that's a great the gutter mouth yeah Yeah, yeah. such a great cocksucker yeah 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 well, on that cocksucker. Um, <laughs> so, uh, where can people find you online? Please plug your stuff. What, what am I, Edward A. Salazar on? I'm Ed A. Salazar on Twitter. Well, I I didn't get you. Don't I'm, tweet yourself. Ed A. Salazar is my Twitter. Like that's probably the best thing. Um, and uh, just yeah, we you know come to the meltdown Wednesday nights and yep. yep. Uh, I've been working production a lot, but I think this next year I'll start doing some more shows. Like hopefully, be able to kind of like. Work fewer hours and, and if, start you, performing if you haven't been more. to the Meltdown, it's a great room. I love going to see. I go see Greg Proops there a lot. I have uh, been to um, uh, a set list a couple times. Yeah. I've been there's to, great shows at Nerd Melt all yeah, the time. All and, the time. It's such a great room, and it's a very positive room, and it's a very comedy nerd room. If you like comedy, yeah. and you really like comedy for the sake of comedy, that's a good space. It's a to positive. Go. Energy. It's not people just going because they got right. free tickets or whatever. It's people there because they specifically want to see right. comedy. And it's it's just a good positive vibe, and you can you get to shop for comic books before and then go in and see a show. So that's yeah. pretty, like you get to go and look at like what new action figures or vintage video games are available yeah. or whatever, and then you get to go and see a comedy show. Yeah. And it's cheap. And it's a great time. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's eight bucks, eight or ten bucks to get in all the time. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Do they charge for the meltdown with Jonah Kamel show? The, the tapings. The tapings are free. So like, once but, they but get I'm those, sure the lines really long and it's well, uh, we do. I think we do uh, uh, RSVP system, and we generally try to get the people who are regulars in, like let them know a little bit earlier. But I think there's usually seats available, and so and those shows are pretty stellar and fun mm-hmm. oh, and like yeah, yeah. the way we tape it is is very tight so it's not a long long day for you to sit there like and it's not boring like going to if you go and see a taping of a sitcom you just you guys take two shows in one we, night we do two a night and they're well, like also you don't have that like laugh sign yeah yeah we like, no, laugh. No, no. and you get to watch and everyone, oh there's dead moments on the show when when the joke doesn't quite float out over the crowd and it happens and they oh yeah yeah but no but i mean for, Actually, for meltdown yeah um i went with my friend mondo and and he was like the VIP, mm. and oh, you, you guys something? gave him oh a bad, bad yeah the bad Batman multi tool yeah, and he was like, I'm not gonna use this if you want it. And I was like, Yes, I want it if you want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that is like a defense weapon, also. Oh god, speaking yeah. of like a crazy thing you can carry on your. Is it even legal to have on your? Oh, no, you can't fly with that screwdriver. Oh, but right, also, right. but like, look at that. Oh yeah, yeah. boom. You're, I need this to get to my car. <laughs> Burbank has become Burbank's real rough, shady. man. It's rough. It's rough. 
So Socias run this town. <laughs> Watch the outsiders, read the book. That's right, the Socias are running the, the town. The author had to change her names because no one believed a woman could write a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um you can find me as Kitty Brown on Facebook and Twitter, and then I'm on Instagram as Black Magic Woman, and that's magic with a K, like because you're Alistair a huge Crowley. Santana fan. Yeah. Oh, because, you know... I <laughs> Derail. 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 No, I, I spell it magic with a K because that's how Crowley spells it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The most sinister man in England. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L underscore St. Michael on Instagram. Please find us online at something2xp.net. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Google Plus. We're now on Stitcher as well. Check out our blog. Listen to past episodes on something2xp.net. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. Please visit our website at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.